Hello, this is Alex Saviuk for 11 O'Clock Comics, and that Saviuk rhymes with book. <laughs> nice. See, that was... That's the one we're going with. All right, all right. That's all you. Oh, it this is just, great. Was, was, I love this so much. That one sounded short, but all right. We have a long intro song? Reasonably. Yeah. Loud? No. No. Dap, did you uh did you watch this week's episode of Flesh? Flesh. I did, I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. I didn't, jump I didn't ahead. I didn't watch last week's yet. But as soon as I saw the title of, of this episode, I had What was the it. title? I didn't notice. Uh Elongated Journey in Tonight. Oh nice, okay. Yeah, I was I was marking out tonight. And the kids were like, Why are you why are you so excited? It was pretty much perfect for, for the Wasn't ball. he, though? It was fantastic. Plus, you got Machete. Yes, yes, we did. Yes, and we did. and with, with, with homages to Machete as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna hunt you with the John, the last boyfriend? Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. Oh, you lost him? No, I don't know where you go when you die. It was just <laughs> like... It's just, but it was... It, that, that was good, and, and, and Gypsy's kind of hot. But it was... um, They weren't super faithful. I mean, I love the fact that right. no, he, because he, I mean, his, for, for the longest time, the elongated man was, was a backup in the Flash comics. So I like the, the connection there. Um, I think Sterling Gates actually co-wrote the, the episode, but uh, there was a, um, uh, there was, there's no Laura, there's no Laura Dibney and there's, um, and it wasn't Gingold Wait, that, that gave him his Sue? power. Sue, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, there was no Sue, and uh, and he didn't get his um, his powers from from. An, I mean, yeah, he still had to drink something. Well, yeah, it, the whole thing is connected to the other metas, which I'm not sure if I'm super keen on. But the fact that he's he's here in this universe on this show, I'm 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 not gonna. I'll, gonna I'll, I'll, yeah, no, I'll take my winnings when I can get them. Bird. I don't watch it. We know. We know. I'm kind of done. No, I'm kind of done with with superhero TV. <laughs> and that, you giggle you so much of it. You giggle. I did. Yeah. What did you watch? Um. Exactly. I watched a little bit of Supergirl. I watched the, uh, a whole season and a half of that. I tap out after a while. It's just I lose interest. That's how you do. I know, but it's just not good. Well, it's subjective. Right. Yeah. Of, of course it is. A silly comment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done. on my dick tonight. Oh, boy. I'm not. Mm. I'm not there. <laughs> no. Hey, everybody. What it is. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 504, our special book of the month episode. Uh, a day late. A couple days late, but that's okay. Because we waited for someone to be here with us because we love him and we love you. And I'm Vince B. Yes. Uh, You are the lovable Vince B. And I am David A. Price. Yes, you are. And I'm Tone Loke. Mm, Funky Cole. Yes, you are Funky Cole Medina. He was great in heat. Was he? He was. You know, Tone Loke, the the mention of Tone Loke triggers... A recent memory. At work, they play the 80s channel on okay. the uh, 
the yep. um, the serious. The eighties right? on eighties. Yes, and uh, a bunch of old ladies walked into my section, and they're looking around, and the song that was playing mm-hmm. on the eighties at eight was Two Live Crew. Oh Lord, me so horny. Oh, right. me so horny. And yeah. they were totally oblivious. They had no idea that... Really? Yeah. I'm I'm there laughing like a goofball because there's these silver-haired old ladies and me so horny is coming on the, the system. And I'm like, Plus, be- nobody else was was digging me it. The, so the, the, uh, the 80s and, and the 70s and the 90s, those, they're not the, uh, they're not XL channels. So you get the, the nice edited versions of the songs. On those stations, right, so right. even if they were they, they would have, there would have been the usual innuendo, but the language wouldn't have been as as blue and coarse. Yeah, where right. they paying attention, but still, the the, the right. message is the same. So. It did, you know, it, I didn't feel this way back in the day, but now, Mark Goodman, I love him. Nina Blackwood, I tolerate her. Yes, mm-hmm. Alan Hunter, Hunter, I cannot stand Alan Hunter. Same. Same, dude. I don't know what it is. His Same. first of all, he shit on Star Trek. Did you oh, hear God, him? I didn't hear that. No, yeah, he shit. He didn't. all over it. He's like, oh, that that's just that space stuff's just not for me. But what is this? And then he goes on this little like, not, it wasn't a rant. It was just like I don't get it type thing. And I'm just like, okay, well, please, you're, I'm done with. But but that's not why I'm done with him. I, it's just like his comments are just strange. Yes. Yeah. But no, you're not tone loke. You are funky cold Jason Wood, everybody. What's up, what's up, what's up? Jason Wood. Yeah, the tardy Jason Wood. Back from assignment. It's okay. Doing what he's got to do. Wait, I, I wasn't tardy today. No, you're, you're an episode late. Oh, that is true, but you have to give it to me. It was for a good cause. Of course. It always is, but I just want to give you the nah, business. Nah, dude, no. Sometimes you just got business to take care of. This was honoring people that are fighting the good fight. Sometimes he's like, I just, I've had enough y'all. Yep. Jason Wood. He's here. <laughs> Vince has no interest in discussing what happens outside of the show. Uh, yeah, of course I True. do. I don't know how much of it you want to bring to the table. Oh, uh, no, it's all good. No, I, no, I like you guys. I just, uh, I was down in D.C. Um, uh, I had the pleasure of attending an awards banquet uh, held by the Anti-Defamation League that uh, honors... They choose four people each year that exemplify uh, the fight against uh, hate and bigotry. And uh, it was uh, an incredible night. And it was a reminder that um, at a time when a lot of us are angry and disgusted and seemingly always, always irked about the situation, that there are people out there doing good for good sake. Yeah, and uh, I mean, always... we all know that to be true, but to see it and hear it and to identify with it, it uh, it was it was um, invigorating. It was nice. nice. Was, nice. So. There's always somebody out there mad at somebody else. It seems. You uh, mad, bro? I'm never mad. You know why? Why? Because I can plunk my thick ass previews down on the desk and look through it and select the things that I want to get for the. Mm, Next, what, two um, two months in the future? And there's only one place to get this previews, at least for the price that we get it for, <laughs> and that's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. One more time, dcbservice.com, where you can get everything in the previews catalog at a fraction of the uh, cover price. Man. And 
you can get the previews for a lousy dollar. That includes the previews, the Diamond Previews Catalog, the Marvel Catalog, which I immediately recycle, and the <laughs> Image Plus. You get that, too, for your measly dollar. So it is a value. Everything they have is a value. Unfortunately, the list of specials is not up at the moment. It will be very soon, rest assured. Uh, the discounts will be both deep and plentiful. So go to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, and reap the rewards of your intelligence. You, your, your wallet will be fatter or your stack of comics will be taller. I think the latter will be, uh, would apply to most of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, Vince, dollar, dollar, make you holla. Okay. We're not. <laughs> We're not what? He said, or not. I said, or oh, not. Oh, or not. Yeah, but it does make you holler. You know what makes me holler? Hearing what y'all are drinking. Mmm. Yeah. What are you drinking, Jason? I am drinking the grape. Oh. Uh, one of our household favorites, Santa Julia Reserve, which is a Argentinian blend. It's uh, two th- well, it's 70% Malbec and 30% Cabernet Franc. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was looking for the the wine in the bourbon barrels or whatever that stuff that you were drinking. I can't yeah. find it. Is there? A, is, is it, shoot me some names, like okay, in the Slack, and I'll look for it. Okay, not a problem. I mean, right. there, where there's there wasn't um, there usually um, because some depending on your distributor. Uh, because we have there's like three different liquor stores I could go to, but they all usually have different distributors. So I might find, um, I might find a barefoot Merlot at one place, and the other place won't carry the Merlot, but they might carry the Cab. So they're not everybody sells everything from every right. vineyard. No, I get so, that. But the barefoot um, does that bourbon stuff. No, oh. not that I'm aware of. Oh, but you just uh, using it as an example, right? I mean, as far as the bourbon stuff, there's Madavi, there's Apothic. There, there are, um, there are a couple of. Uh, and that comes in the Magnum bottles too. No. Oh, the slimmer ones. It is, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not hot on the slimmer ones. Yeah. I know, I know, but it, it's, it's kind of, it, kind of, has to because it is more of a. These are usually limited releases, so they don't. Um, they have chromium they covers stop. on them. I'm sorry. Do they have chromium covers on them? Lenticular some might covers? have. Some might have a gold leaf foil. Oh, nice. Some might have some embossed labels, but you know, cool. Uh, they're, they're all fancy. But if since you're not having the bourbon tonight, what are you drinking? Oh, nice seg, Mister Way. I am drinking from Walnut Crest. It's a Malbec. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm I'm hot like on the, the Malbec. Malbec. Oh, yeah, I like it. A yeah, lot. I like it. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It. Slightly more than the Cabernet. It's got a nice Over little. Here. It's got a little bite to it, where the Cabernet is just yes. kind of smooth. That is, yeah, right. exactly. that's true. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. Oh my god! Wow. All crowns up. Dap, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I decided to um, to go with the grape tonight. Uh, but what I am drinking is uh, is the Wicked Aim. Cabernet Sauvignon from Walla Walla Valley. This is from our friends at uh, at Knocking Point. I am drinking this because Arrow is on this evening, 
and this yep. is the vineyard that is uh, co-founded by Stephen Amel. But also, huh. uh, I am drinking this because um, you'll find out in our book of the month. Mom likes the grape. Oh, she does like the Mom grape. Mom likes the grape so, way too much. So no, I figured it, it was a little bit all all in context. If I had a basement full of the grape, I would never leave oh, the house. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And she, not only the grape, but it looks like old grape. It does. Yeah. It does. She's living. Living the dream. <laughs> Someone's got to. Yeah. Uh, the lady to which Dap alluded is none other than Nina Locke, the wife of Rendell Locke, who is at the center of the book that we read for our book of the month as selected by the patrons. It's Lock and Key, Volume 1, Welcome to Lovecraft. Yes, sir. Yep, written by Joe Hill. If you don't know already, you should. He is the son of not only the best horror writer, uh, currently breathing, but uh, one of the greatest authors of all time, Mr. Stephen King. Indeed he is. Illustrated by the stupidly talented Gabriel Rodriguez Oof. with color art by Jay Photos. He's amazing as well. So uh, visually, the book's a stunner, but we're going to tell you why and all about it uh, shortly. Indeed. And shortly, I guess, comes right now because let's yeah, do. Sooner, let, let's do. Like <laughs> I don't have any. Do you? I do um, not. I blew my no, thank you, I, Wad. I, I do have a sh- um, just a shout out to friends of the show. Okay. Um, we've got um, Mr. John Dudley and Mr. Don Cardenas mm-hmm. are. Uh, Happy to, I'm happy to say that they have this week launched a Kickstarter for Packs of the Low Country. Yes, which sir. Which is their creator owned work. And it is very much an EOC related thing because they met through our awesome community and became homies. They began doing ideas together through interaction in our community and decided to start doing this comic together uh, several years back. And this Kickstarter is to create a beautiful single hardcover volume. And it went live, I believe, yesterday, I think. Yeah, it went went live, or maybe two days ago. And they are already one-third to their goal. That's awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, for those of you that are familiar with Kickstarter, it is called Packs of the Low Country, and that's all one word. And it will be a 200-plus page action-packed hardcover graphic novel set in a world of monsters, heroes, and dangerous secrets. Um, basically, this is a post-apocalyptic world where there is a thriving city, and they pretty much think they're the only ones left. They get wind that there is another group of survivors in the South Carolina low country, hence the name. And so they send a team uh, to go and scout and vet that community and try and make contact. But it is no easy journey uh, to say the least. And uh, they take you through it. So pretty cool. And I have to say the boys, um, full disclosure, they did uh, let us take a peek at their Kickstarter 
uh, campaign beforehand to uh, give some thoughts, and I think they did an excellent job putting it together. It's a well-designed page. It also has, I think, a, a good amount of different tiers that uh, give you plenty of bonus stuff if you're so inclined, including, you all know, it's my favorite type of bonus reward. There are two different commission tiers. So you can, can you can get yourself a sweet 9 by 12 black and white commission from Mr. Cardenas, or you can get yourself an 11 by 17 commission uh, by him. And if you don't want that, you can also do a tier for a little bit more where you get original art from the book. So lots of ways to get your art on uh, and support um, another EOC-related uh, piece of art, which you know nothing makes us happier than seeing creation with with us as some crazy part of that that DNA chain. Yep. Good stuff. So get on. Get yeah. on it. Did you see the uh, Slack message about my um, my students? Did you see that? Yes. yes. Okay. I commented about it. Too. We yeah. both commented on it. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember seeing Jason's. But anyway, for those for those of you playing at home, just to to keep you in the loop, uh, this week I delivered my uh, sequential art lecture, and it was the second year that I've done it. First year, the, the kids looked at the the giant screen and just just kept blinking, like Kirby, Wood, Eisner, uh, Frank Miller, Steranko, uh, Mobius. Nothing really seemed to to pique their interest, which it hurt my heart, like Jason says. But this year, um, and I go through everything. I go through Wally Wood's uh, panels that always work, just to show them the options available to them. I do the Eisner. Uh, I show them how Eisner integrated the, the name of the spirit, not only into the design of the page, but into the actual physical space in which the stories transpire. And, and, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But this year, um, one artist in particular, when his work came up, there were audible, <gasps> like a couple gasps. And I'm like, wait a minute, I may be onto something here. The, the artist in question that elicited the only response <laughs> that I've, I've had. Now, this is, like I said, the second year running. J.H. Williams. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's not strange. Uh, the man's work's incredible, but if you're going to gasp at J.H. Williams and not Jack Kirby, like there's something wrong. But mm-hmm. okay, they're young, and I guess the the sheen and all the detail and all the the virtuosity going on with the you know the different panel arrangements. Like I showed them the Corinthian page where the panels were in the Corinthians' teeth, and I showed them a lot of Batwoman and a lot of you know other stuff. And they were just like, I got to find more of this guy's work, which was it. I mean, it warmed my heart. Nice. So, you know, maybe they'll they'll realize that the the guy that came at the end. I always finish with Kirby because I'm say, you know, it it really doesn't get any better than this, guys. But let's hope that they uh, they graduate to Kirby. But it's a start, right? Indeed, it is. It's a yep. start. I showed them panels from Holy Terror, Jason. Because you really, yeah. Yeah. Wow. They must oh, have I, I do a ton of Frank Miller. A ton. Oh, they must have been absolutely beside themselves with, with joy. I, I I started it off with Daredevil. And I said, okay. this is where the man started, more or less. 
and then I put mm-hmm. I, I showed them some Sin City, and then Three Hundred, and then I show them Holy Terror, and then I put some of the the stuff that he did in uh, the Master Race, and they were just they were befuddled. <laughs> they, they, did, <laughs> they did not know what to think. Some smart kids. This guy's a genius. Learn from him. His earlier works. You punks. Now learn from it all. All right. Let's get into this lock and key stuff. Because it's deep. I like the way it starts off small. The story doesn't unfold immediately. There's a murder, as we said. Mm -hmm. Um, Rendell Locke, who is a guidance counselor. Uh, at the uh, William Gaines Academy, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. He has issues or concerns with a student named Sam Lesser. Sam's not all there. He's got emotional problems. And um, it is Sam with his uh, compatriot Al Grubb, who is a despicable human being. At least, at least, yes, at least Sam is intelligent. Al is just a waste of of space. He's just a a straight 'er ne'er-do-well. Yes, he's a despicable human being. Um, So they they barge into the uh, Locke, uh, Massachusetts home, which is known as the the Key House, and uh, Rendell is killed. The mother, Nina, is raped. Um, their oldest child, Tyler, is is smart because he uses the fact that he, uh, in seeing his father being murdered, he trips over paint cans. They were doing some renovations on the, the uh, property. And he trips over paint cans and gets his feet all immersed in paint. And so wherever he walks, there are shoe prints. One second. Hmm. They, the story does not initially, the story does not open in Massachusetts. They're in California. Right. Yeah, but the 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 parents, the the big bad thing that happens happens in Massachusetts. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. It happens in Mendocino Valley. What they move? They move to Massachusetts after the fact because in the yeah. in the issue they talk about the road trip and how how they just how how they got to get out of the car because they've been you know bodes kind of right well, but right it's, it takes place it starts in California yeah it's at a little cottage in California that they're fixing up for the summer yep that's their summer place holy crap. I yeah, totally, I Key totally, house is a giant mansion. Right, I totally, I totally blanked on that. Ah, there you go. I'm, I'm open. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and yep. you're right. It's California, California which, California. which is Lesser's, um, place of origin. It's all their, yeah, places it's where of they're origin. from. Yeah, right. Yeah, from. I mean, everybody's it's, from there. They right. To so cool there, they. So lesser, they're they're doing renovations on their California cabin, like I said. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm not proud. And um, Tyler, the oldest, he's a jock, big boy, big hulking, strapping lad. Yep. Uh, physically, he is his father's son, because Rendell's a, a a big man, large yeah, man. Yeah, he looks like his dad. Yeah. He's a burly dude, 
And um, he sees his father being violently killed and, and reacts. He steps in a can of paint, uses that to his advantage. Um, he lets Sam chase him, and he, uh, he beats Sam silly with a brick. And the, the lad is incarcerated in uh, San Lobo uh, Juvenile Facility. So uh, the Al Grubb, of course, rapes um, the mother, but makes the mistake of leaving behind a weapon, an axe. And Nina, she's a, a, an enterprising gal. Uh, she's a resourceful woman. She takes out the back of Al's head with the axe. So he's out of the picture. Uh, and it's a very satisfying comeuppance for Al. It's a full-page spread. Uh, he has defiled her. He has maimed her. She walks with a cane after this. So yep, he, yep. He's, he's wounded her to the point where she will never quite be the same, both mentally and physically, uh, yeah. because after this, she begins to drink a little heavily. Um, and then it, it's, a, it's a very slight opening, but... It, like the story doesn't unfold all at once. We get a glimpse. Yes, something very nasty has happened to this family. The the patriarch is dead. Now Tyler has to step up. Tyler's not feeling it. He just wants everything to be over. He wants to be removed from this existence. He can't handle it. Um, the it, it affects all the children. There's three. There's um, Tyler, who I I said was the oldest. There's um, a, a girl. Kinsey. She's the middle Kinsey. child, Kinsey, yes. Mm -hmm. And then there's a young boy, Bodie, Bodie Luck. Yep. And, and um, they decide it would be best if Uncle Dustin, who is Rendell's brother, he's an artist, uh, take all the kids. I'm sorry, Uncle? Uncle. What did you say his name was? His name is um, Duncan. Okay. What did I say, it Dustin? Like you said Dustin. I, I probably did say Dustin. Un Uncle Duncan takes the kids up to their Massachusetts, uh, the old old family homestead. And it's it's called the Key House. Yes. Not in California. In Lovecraft. Yes. <laughs> in, in Lovecraft, Massachusetts. It's a beautiful building, but it's the structure is gigantic in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so Uncle Duncan ha is up there with the kids. And Bodie, he's a precocious little dude, very smart, very inquisitive, mm. uh, questions a lot of things, which is good, my man. And uh, he he's um, he does some exploring in this giant edifice, and he finds a key. What? It's a key. And so uh -huh. he he uses the key to open a door. And when he opens the door and steps through. Uh, he turns into a ghost and turns back and looks at his body laying on on the wooden floor and he he's for all accounts he's dead but his mm -hmm. spirit has been removed from his body and he can go wherever the wind or wherever uh his his little mind will take him and that's pretty much where um no there's one thing i did not mention uh lesser as I said, he's incarcerated in the, the San Lobo juvenile facility. He's all stitched up. Tyler did a, a number and a half on his face. He's disfigured. Um, I like the fact that Lesser has been scarred physically 
mm-hmm. while the family has been scarred mentally and spiritually. And, and mom, to a certain extent, her leg, but Sam Lesser's wounds are visual, where the, the, the Locke family's wounds manifest in different ways, and we'll get to that. Um, so Lesser's in this institution, and he um, he's communicating with a um, a female who he sees in um, in the reflection of of water, and like initially when I first read it, I'm like, all right, this guy is absolutely crazy. He's talking to somebody in in water. Like, what is going on here? But it's not till later on when we're shown something else that it started to make sense, you know, because out of the blue, like there's no fanfare at all. He just talks to this thing, this woman, whatever, right? And there, it doesn't play out until an issue or no, an issue later or two. And it was a nice little dangling little carrot to keep me reading as if you needed one with Gabriel Rodriguez's artwork, right? But uh, that's where the issue ends. I think as a first issue, it's a great hook. The the hook's set really deep in this. Because anybody that's unjustly murdered, especially brutally, you want to see them, you want to see justice, right? Right. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think? Come on. Well, it's, um, it's probably worth saying that... Uh, Although this is the book of the month, and we're going to do the deep dive today, this is definitely a book that we discussed with great frequency and detail as it was coming out. Uh, it was first released, I believe this this first arc was in 2009, so just about when we were starting the show. And to be totally fair, this this was one of Chris Chris's great loves. Yeah, actually, he, early early 08. 08, okay. This was, I mean, Chris adored this book. Uh, he he would talk about it at every every chance he got, and um, and I think fair to say at least turned us on to the idea of of, of focusing on it. But um, but I I, I think um, I know you asked about this first issue, but I, I think that the series is is no hyperbole one of the best comic book series that was released in the time we've done the show. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's amazing. And I think that um, there's so much that's right about this book. Um, I, I think that one of the harder things for me in tonight's discussion will be trying to compartmentalize the, what we get in this first arc without – I don't know how to reread this first arc without knowing all that comes after it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it'd be what, like it, it'd be like watching um I don't know, a movie like Usual Suspects for the second time. You right. may enjoy the hell out of it, but not the same, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not the same experience because you 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 see all the ahas and all the interconnectivity in a way that you you probably didn't the first time right. until it was revealed to you. Yeah, um I get it. I I think one of the best and worst things you could ever tell someone Mm-hmm. Uh, an uninitiated person is oh it gets better right Be- because that implies that the first chunk is lacking in some way and right. you know what you will get along the the journey is, is far superior 
but it also um it's true in this case like the 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 first welcome to lovecraft is great on its own but what comes after builds upon it and I mean, I think the whole, like you said, the whole series is one of the best that has been released in the time we've been doing this. But it really does get better. But that's not to say that the first arc is not good. First arc is great. And you wouldn't have any of the stuff that comes after had they not done this, all this setup. But the mysteries of, of, of Key House are revealed in subsequent arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, so to answer your question more directly, I, I thought this first issue was a, a perfect first issue, if there is such a thing, in, in that you want to be introduced to the narrative, you want to meet the characters, you want to care enough about the characters to come back, and then you want you want action in the issue to make the issue worthwhile, which is something I think a lot of first issues fail at these days, because people write for the trade. Right. Um, and then at the and then the, the 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 final thing is you want, which is admittedly a comics trope, but you want a, you want a, a a climactic reveal in the last page or two that has you fiending for the next issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think it hits every one of those marks. Yep. Well, um, I have to say I think Joe learned a great deal from his father. Because throughout the entire six issues, the concept of a key is used very frequently. Not just a physical key that goes in a lock and turns and opens a door. That's, that's omnipresent in this series. That's, that's one of the mechanics of lock and key. The title, the, the, the way the house works, keys open doors, each key does a different thing. Um, but, the the character monologues or their their internal monologues as they're 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 thinking and mulling over the events and their future events and what they should do the concept of a key is everywhere in this book did you did you notice that and some of them like it's the key to me getting this or or somebody else i think that's key you know like they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll, he uses that like he keeps reiterating the fact that the key is the central thing in this entire story in in not only visual ways but in in um, conceptual ways as well too. Right, right. That's no, dad. I mean, Daddy does that all the time. Yeah. Dap, you're quiet. Can't have it. I'm quiet. I'm listening to you guys. Well, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be adding here. Let me hear it. Yes. Uh, first issue was great. Um, the I. I never got very far in Lock and Key. I don't think re- reading these six issues, the, the, this first collection, um, I don't think I finished it when it first came out. Oh. Uh, so this was mostly new to me. And um, I do remember reading the first issue. I read the first issue once or twice over the years, and, and I don't know why. I just never continued it. But uh, it... It looks absolutely amazing. I, you're introduced to characters on the surface. There, you know, it's for the most part, uh, at least in flashbacks, you, you get the typical kind of family situations and the conversations the siblings have with each other. Um, everything gets fleshed out 
in future issues and the but i it, it's not just the characters you also get a sense of joe's writing because you see Rendell's body on the ground and you see sam standing over him and then you see shitbird come out of the bedroom and you pretty much just figure because there's blood on the hatchet on the ground in the bedroom you figure both parents are dead Mm -hmm. it's when they arrive in massachusetts and everybody gets out of the car you realize i i if it's possible to do a double take in comics reading a comic i pretty much did because i see mom get out of the car and they're having a conversation and then we get another flashback because we find out, you know, how how they got from the awful event to Massachusetts. And you read that, you know, Tyler goes after or, or lures Sam outside, uh, takes him down to the cellar, beats the shit out of him, goes upstairs only to find dad dead. And then... Al in his face tries to shoot him. Al's smart enough to count bullets, but uh, unfortunately not smart enough to remember his hatchet, and that's when you realize that Mom is still alive. I, well, as you find out, Mom wasn't killed in the event. So, um, But the setup is pretty cool. She, she it, You don't absolutely. see her at the, at the funeral. Right. She's right. totally... But she was probably in the hospital. Well... I think that's another that that's that's one of the the many many points of credit to to the collaboration between uh, Hill and Rodriguez because it's so powerful, right? That we were left to to wonder or at least think as you're reading the initial pages that she died, that they yep. that they were orphaned. Yep. Right? right. And and then and then suddenly because you, you just find out see the Tyler in, in the you see Tyler in in the U-Haul and in, in the in the, mm-hmm. in the in the moving van and truck with with his uncle. So right. just figured, or even at the funeral. He's sitting there by himself with by the, himself, with and his friend. uncle comes up and says, "Hey, yep. we got to talk." And he's like, "Oh, I know we, I heard, we're going to have to come live with you," which again would be something that you would expect because you would assume he's next of kin. Right? If I had to pick one instance where the creative team stumbles when they show mom get out of the car, that panel is totally unnecessary. If they didn't do that, she's. The, I mean, look when they're going to Massachusetts. They show, you know, Bodie getting out of the car and Kinsey and Tyler's doing his old sulky thing, going on the grounds. And then they go into the flashback when he he beats the crap out of Lesser. That panel with mom is not needed. I, I, I don't no, I, I, I don't agree. But it spoils the whole surprise of her coming out of the room, killing him. You said it yourself. But you're right. But which is so. But then you're reading that. You're seeing that that well, obviously she didn't die because she gets out of the car, but you, then you find out that it, it's not like they found her after the fact. There's still there's still enough of an impact there because she was able to gather her wits and take out her assailant. Sure, so that's it, that's still, great, but right. imagine imagine that scene not knowing that she's still alive. Then 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 it just it probably would have looked hokier, wondering who who drove Kinsey and Bodie to Massachusetts. It, it just, I, I think it just, I, well, Tyler could drive. 
But Tyler was with Uncle Dunk. Well, I'm just saying, maybe Kinsey, how old is Kinsey? But he had to have that whole conversation. Kinsey's not old enough to drive. She, she, she's like 14, 15. So, so you can't, it's, we needed that conversation with Duncan and, and, and Tyler. So this way, yeah, you know, we, we did. But... So it, it just, no, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I, my stumble is much later in the series, but I don't consider that panel, that, that, that setup, that, that reveal a stumble at all. Okay. For the record. You do that as fine. if we, as that's if we fine. had a record. I I think right. that paddle it just squashes the entire. Okay. They they thought enough about the scene to illustrate it in an entire page. But that's something that that's something that dad would do. Also, that's not that that's I don't I don't consider I. Again, I don't. I mean, we could have seen someone in a baseball cap. We could have seen a woman in a baseball cap get out of the car and not. I, I get it. You know that that it it it. You feel it takes the wind out of it, but I, at that point, once I see mom in the car, now I want to know what the hell happened. So, so that just, that, that made me want to find out how she got here, how obviously she's not dead. So, so what happened with the rest of the assault going on in the house? Yeah. And the cane is understated too. You can't even tell it's a cane. In yeah, the- I didn't. I, I didn't realize that that she had a limp until till later. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not not initially, obviously, but um, not not till I saw her walking. When, when we get to see more of her in the series, that um, the next scene, I, I noticed the cane. But uh, as Jason said, as a first, as a initial issue, the it, there is a lot of things to propel the, the reader through the series this there's the 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 carrots there's many carrots on a stick in this first issue oh definitely yeah. definitely yeah and there's now, uh, david i know you so you don't remember why you didn't read it like why you didn't finish it was it because it was just so so overtly violent or no 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 and it wasn't i think um i when we when we started the show and when we started the podcast, um, I was on a very strict budget, so I was sure, pretty sure, much sure. just kind of living vicariously through you guys. Oh, you guys right. Okay, that makes up. sense. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't anything that I ever added to my mm-hmm. order. I also I know that the first issue was reprinted like three or four times. So and and it's one of those things where I don't mind reading anything digitally. Yeah. But but if I'm going to have a physical copy of something, I'd kind of want it to be a first printing. So by that point, that ship had sailed. And, and so it was just, it was one of those things where I'll, I'll eventually read it. I know that there's, there'll be plenty of trades. They'll probably collect it. Um, which, you know, the, 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 the whole collection, I probably wouldn't mind owning eventually, but, uh, no, it was just one of those things where I'll, I knew I'd get to it. I just, it, it intrigued me. And I, and every time everybody brought it up, I was interested, but never enough where it would move me to go back and, reread or pick up the older issues yeah the 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 second issue picks up right where the first one left off where mom and and her brother duncan uh in a uh i guess a uh, a none too subtle hint at what's to come are getting their great getting a grape on just like the co-hosts here are doing sitting there drinking their wine chatting um, because Bodie, excuse it. <laughs> Duncan is uh, Rendell's brother. Apologies. Apologies. That's all right. I know. Um, I brother-in-law. I, yeah, brother-in-law. Um, are getting their drink on, and she's 
she's with Clemp because Bodie. Um, <laughs> drew Bodie a great drew, story. Yeah, drew a little story, a little cartoon at school about uh, his life. What I did this summer. Bad guy shot my daddy. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and, uh, and then he says he ends up turning into a ghost. So she's understandably freaked out. And, and it's worth noting that there's also a, a post-it note attached to the story from the teacher saying we need to talk. A post-it uh, note and tape, but not the Mitch Jarrett's tape. I, I love <laughs> how in, uh, in Bodie's drawing, Tyler has, has that, that, that eternal scowl. I know. And, 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 and it's, it's little things, but, I, but since this was supposed to be written by a little kid, I love that it's drawn and written like a little kid, even, yes. even with, with its, this, the misspellings. I mean, uh, a dead person is D-E-D-P-E-R-S-I-N, um, which is just so true of what a kid that, that age would, would do if he was writing a story. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about whether it's a concern, what have you, and uh, in their minds, the idea of him turning into a ghost is really a, um, a coping mechanism. Yeah. Uh, of him dealing with the loss and, and the trauma. But as we know, the readers know what they don't, which is that no, 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 he's really a ghost because he went through the ghost door. And this is where I think we start. I think in the first issue, you, you get glimpses of Rodriguez's power as a storyteller <laughs> in that the panel composition and the facial expressions and the emotion are all there. Uh, but this is where we start seeing um, more of the supernatural uh, and I love that that not only do we see Bodhi as a ghost, but we see him figuring it out. So, like you know, he's he's spying on his big bro, and his and and I guess because he's an apparition, he has a, there's a chill in the air, and so he gets he he floats into the the bathroom where his brother's taking a shower. His brother, it's like his it's like the shower just got turned into ice cold water, right? And he's, he's freezing, and then then he floats in and he sees Kinsey hugging a pillow and thinking about back to when they were hiding out um, during the attack that Kinsey was keeping Bodhi safe, uh, hiding behind the chimney up on the roof, hoping that they wouldn't be discovered. And, and he, he, he can see her thinking about that. And, um, you know, and, and, and then he, he being a little kid, he, he's, he's honest about what's going on. He, he's just telling them the truth and they're all creeped out. They all think he's weird and they think he's spying on him and she gets mad. Kinsey gets mad and, Mom's trying to be cool. They're they're fishing, and she's trying to she's trying to be cool about it, and and not treat it like it's complete madness. Um, you know, they're trying to chat through it, but uh, but yeah, and and then and then the kid being explorer, he starts hearing something, and he goes into another another room, and it's uh, it's 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 like a it's like a a, a bell tower or clock tower room, but there's a, a well, there's a, a well inside of the of the building, which is unusual. I, mean, I can't think that did, did that happen? <laughs> did that ever happen? Like, is that something that was common in old houses? I don't think it was right. Well, I never, I mean, I, go ahead. Oh no, it's an annex to the house. It's not actually part of the house. Oh, okay. Right. Right. Yeah. It's separated between the, the little, little stream there, but it, but, but still, you know, the, most wells are outside right. and they might have that little, little, roof over them but for the most part you don't build a whole room for it it kind of looks like a chapel yeah it looks like a chapel doesn't it it does it does well why do you need benches around a well it doesn't make sense 
Right. People just hang out there when you know you get water on. I guess. Hey, let's and drink. We get strong indications <laughs> as to why all this happens this way as the series goes on. But but if you're reading this the first chapter, is what you're going to be asking yourself. Right. All, right, right. There's more to it here than it's just being a well. And uh, he hears voices, and the voices are talking to him. And he yet again says, "Hey, fam, somebody's <laughs> talking to me from this well." And they're like, uh, "Okay, sure, dude. Right. <laughs> sure, sure. Whatevs. Whatevs. Whatevs, dude." Um. And then I guess it's about midway through the second issue that he goes into his ghost state and he floats down the well. And uh, lo and behold, he, he finds somebody. Yep. And it's that beautiful woman that was talking to Lesser from his sink. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, One of the same. a woman named Dodge. Well, I has, well, I don't want to spill the beans, but a woman for right now. <laughs> Named Dodge. Right, right. And uh, she tells him that, that he's her, her echo um, previously. But in this instance, uh, she knows that he's, he's watching her. She, she detects his, his ethereal form without, you know, she can't see it. She can feel it. And she talks to him and um, he kind of gets uh, spooked and, and leaves. But he comes back. Well, yeah, because she she said not only can she see him, but she said she wants to be his friend. Right. And then he says, "Well, you, you have to be my friend because no one else can see me." So he's kind of freaked out, but not totally freaked out. He's intrigued. And then she's like, "No, it's all good. Come back when you're your regular self, yep. and we'll talk." My man. And he does it. I think the uh, the coolest part of that last interaction between uh, in this issue, anyway, between Bodie. And Dodge is, she's talking, and he's doing what a little kid of his age would do. Yes, he, exactly. He's he, tiptoeing around. Yeah. yeah, he he opens up a, a door, exploring. puts a bucket on his mm-hmm. head. You know, he's just he's right. he's a young boy, mm-hmm. and their attention span is very limited, and you could see that in full display here. Um, but he uh, d- uh, dust yeah. Dodge asked him for two specific things. A mirror and a pair of scissors. Because, as she said, she wanted to do her hair. She wanted to cut her hair. And and he brings them in a little paper baggie. Um, but they the tools were not for her hair. She transports those through the sink, the water in the sink. She has a connection to water. She lives in a well. Um, to the, the San Lobo Juvenile Detention Center. And Lesser now is in possession of a pair of scissors and a mirror. Mm-hmm. And at the, as the issue ends, it's just left at that. But um, if you notice, the first issue is Tyler's. The second issue yep. is Bodie's. Yep. And mm-hmm. and what we're going to talk about next is the third issue is Kinsey's. Is yep. now, now, it's also worth saying that in the narrative where he is coming to bring her the bag and she's talking to him and he's doing all the silly little kid stuff. We, we get pretty much the conceit of the book mm-hmm. because she explains that not only was she the echo for her, for his dad, meaning she used to follow him around, but she's been the echo of others. And then she explains that the house has got magical qualities and that there are keys and doors that do all sorts of things, uh, including doors that can turn you into a grown up. Doors that can change your sex, 
Uh, obviously, he already knows about the ghost door. And then she explains that there is an anywhere key where you can use the key to open a door and go anywhere else in the world that you can think of. And so, and that that really is is, I mean the 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 continuation of the story and and in, in, in subsequent arcs and uh, uh, and then ultimately in the in the, in the finale and the conclusion um, are about the, the the different keys and locks and doors that uh, that pervade. Right. Uh, the, the the land, land. So first issue. Oh, and was, also when she looks in the mirror, when when he gives her the mirror, yeah. she looks that she's all disgustingly decayed. Oh, she's, she's some nasty. Looks like Iron Maiden. Like the Iron Maiden dude. <laughs> no, his like name. Eddie, his name is Eddie. Like Eddie. <sighs> but it's worth what noting. No, you got to be specific, right? <laughs> I, I just I just found, I just found out about Ze- let's just find out about Zeppelin. <laughs> that is true. Um. <laughs> It's worth noting that the first issue was about the mechanics of the murder. The second issue is about the mechanics of the house. How how the murder worked, what unfolded. The second one is about the house, how it works, how you know. It, it's just it's it's a neat little system for delineating this entire universe. How they break it up. Each issue is like helmed by a a, a certain character. It's. I think the storytelling here is wonderful. Yep. It's. It's almost subtle. Almost. Almost. Um, actually, it took me until flipping through the second issue to realize that um, while Bodhi is narrating and and talking about what it's like to be a ghost, and he goes to visit his brother in the shower. At the reason the water is cold is because it's going through his ghost form. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that the first time. Yeah. There's something that intrigued me about this issue when I first read it, and it didn't make sense to me then, not having the luxury of subsequent things. But when Bodhi is dreaming of his dad, and he sees the, the dog scratching at the door or the 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 ground and it's marked 11 Mm -hmm. and then when we get to lesser in the the uh, detention center he's giving himself a prison tat yep and it's the dog yep and if you look at his chest he's got the the eyes through the bars he's got the window of the well house on his chest so Mm -hmm. he's he's all about the uh the 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 key house but you don't know that initially they keep no. they keep it mum that he just you, you get the the sense that lesser's just an unhinged kid he knew Rendell from from school had a had a a bone to pick with him for whatever reason killed him but you don't know why in the first issue and it's not until later on that you find out exactly why he killed him and it looks like his, go ahead. It kind of broke my heart. Oh, when you find out more about Sam's life. Yeah. 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 That that um, that was Dirty Pool. Um, it looks like he also on his right arm has a uh, maybe there's a tattoo of an open door. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um. I 
it's very easy to dislike, almost hate or downright hate somebody who um, feels so entitled that they want something, they demand something, they're going to take somebody's life if they don't get it. And, and you can just dismiss that person and, and see them as a hateful individual and you don't want to know anything more about them because you just all you view them as is the horrible deed they did and for hill to give us sam's backstory and for rodriguez to to draw it the way he did um it's it definitely added it added layers that i i wasn't expecting i kind of didn't want at the time but like you said, Vince, it, it definitely, um, it, it stings a little bit. Yeah. But the thing that really got me was not so much Sam, but when the two of them are sitting on the steps yep. of the school and, and Sam's like, yeah, you know, it's, sometimes I, I wake up and I, and I, you know, I think about killing my father today. And Tyler says, hey, when you're done with yours, can you kill mine too? Oh, it's an absolute gut punch. Yeah, so he's directly responsible for the death of his father. Because this, this Sam is so impressionable. And, and he, he sees something in Tyler that I don't know if he respects it or um, uses it as, a, as an excuse to just follow his, his bloodthirsty dreams. But uh, he... What Sam said turns out to be gospel. So the kid, or what Tyler said, so the, the the son is directly responsible for the death of the father. There's no two ways about it. He is. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. Right, right. Um, now, so now, so, what? I was just going to say, but I mean that um, the third issue. That's sort of the middle of the third issue, but this, the, the third issue starts, as you were saying, the first two issues are about the other, the two boys, and then the third issue is, is about Kinsey. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts with her, her journey, and, and uh, you know, each of these, well, other than Bodie, they, they all blame themselves in their, in their own way, and um, while uh, Tyler blames himself and probably should, um, Kinsey blames herself because she wasn't heroic. She hid and she squeezed Bodhi so hard to keep him quiet, she gave him bruises around his neck, and she she cut into her own mouth because she was biting her her mouth so hard to stay quiet. And uh, so she feels like she let her father down too by by not trying to, and her mother by not trying to do anything to save them or help them. Um, and and Rodriguez does another amazing thing. He in the opening page of this issue, um, we get a wider view of a panel we saw in an earlier issue mm-hmm. when when Bodie is ghost and he, he's sees her in her bedroom clutching her pillow. And we get that flashback scene of them hiding behind the chimney in, in this issue, we start with that same scene only in black and white and well, black and gray. Uh, and it's a wider angle so that we can see, um, lesser and the, the paint footsteps and everything going on outside. Um, and, and I, I don't think it's a stat panel. I don't know, Vince. If you looked at, I don't. I don't I think it's check, the exact same image, but I could check it right now. It could be. It could be. But but uh, either way, it's it's a it's a potent potent use. If I it will, is a stat, it's a potent use of a stat. Um, let's he see. may have drew it. 
he may have drew the thing and it's um it is it's yeah um, cuz he, he probably drew the whole picture and just right, so he drew this version probably yes. and then and cropped then it, it for the yeah. right but it's not the first and last instance of that happening no, no, no. There, there are i mean and he's subtle about it too right. um when you read lock and key digitally you have the luxury of instantaneous well i mean it you could do it in the real book too but on the screen you can toggle between panels when Bodie's talking to duncan there are panels lifted especially of uh dodge where her eyes may be different but it's the exact same panel or her mouth may be mo- uh, moved in a slightly different manner he reuses panels and normally that irks the shit out of me but in this, especially like the the funeral or the viewing, the wake, there were panels reused over and over and over. Just move mm-hmm. a character into the center of a panel and then but oh, and it, everybody goes to talk to Tyler, yeah. Yeah, but it works. It works for me. And and I I don't think it's lazy. I think it's it's um in this instance it makes sense to do that. It it's not, you know, uh just doing it because you're on a deadline. It's right. it's a conceptual thing here. So it works. But I think um, while we're on the subject of, of Kinsey, this being her issue, I think out of all of the characters in this first arc, she's the most well-rounded to me. She's, she's the most complex. She's the most believable. Yeah, um, I like her a lot. The, the fact that when we first are introduced to, to Kinsey, she has dreadlocks. And she, you know, she's, her, she's a free spirit. She's her own thing. She, she dresses the way she wants to. Um, baggy clothes she's disheveled she's not um what one would commonly you know call i guess a girly girl she doesn't give a shit about makeup and all that stuff but when she goes to the new school she lets her hair she fixes yeah. her, she lets her hair grow out she gets the dreads out and she just has um relatively normal hair for a, a teenage girl and she dresses conservatively uh, so she abandoned what she was because it was connected to the murder. She, she looked that way during the murder. That was the, the guys she wore up on the roof behind the chimney. So in order to distance herself from that, she changes her physical appearance. And uh, you know, that, that just, that's brilliant to me. Um, because of the incident, she has, um, problems or, um, roadblocks to to connecting with people she's she's on the track team and she just wants to run which i also thought was brilliant because she's even in massachusetts they're still running from the incident there she she wants to distance herself from her past as far and as quickly as she can so she joins the track team she's really good at it because she's running mm-hmm. she's getting away from something and one of her her uh teammates says you know, holy crap. I mean, I don't think I've ever had to run as fast as, you know, trying to keep up with you. And, and do you want to run on Saturday? And she literally reaches out her hand in friendship. And Kinsey's like, mm, you know, I'm sorry, but I got stuff to do every Saturday for the rest of my life. You know, <laughs> she, she just, she just yeah. pulls, she pulls back. And, um, there's a transformation over the course of this issue where, where Kinsey, realizes that she's she's being bound by the past she's cursed she's haunted by it and she's there's a point where she's just like fuck this i'm not gonna do this anymore 
And at the end, she goes to her teammate's um, home. Uh, I have her name written down here. What is it? It is um, Jackie. Sorry. So she goes to Jackie's house and she's like, hey, you want to run? So she she grows. There's there's actual character growth in this issue. Yeah. Now I I think this the third issue out of all the six is probably my favorite. But I do think they blew it. Oh. Yeah. With the interaction between um, Coach Whedon and uh, Kinsey, uh, Coach Whedon has a past that is tied with that of her father. Mm-hmm. Kinsey's father. Yeah. I think when they show the photo of Rendell and Coach Whedon and someone else in the as the cast of their senior play was The Tempest, and they show Rendell wearing that bracelet, I think the bracelet is way too pronounced. And I also think when... Coach Whedon says, oh, look at that bracelet. It's so pretty. Is that a key? Like, I think the 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 gut punch of Kinsey wearing the key all along would have been much greater if this interaction was done a little more subtly. Mm-hmm. Specifically yeah, I can't say, the I, I can't say I, I made the connection while reading it, but I, 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 understand, I see your point. She could have said, what a pretty bracelet, and left it at that. Didn't have to say, is that a key? Because if you look at it, the panel where her, her hand has the bracelet on it, and it's, it's a full panel. It's, it's, it is focusing on the bracelet. You can't really tell that it's a key. No, you, yeah. It's, it's, you, you could trick your eyes into looking for it, and, right. and it's, 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 you know, the hidden illusion type thing and it's it's it is there it's almost like she said it's almost like she's asking is that a key as if letting the readers know this is a clue yeah but it's a freaking <laughs> i know it's clue it's right shit away it's like why would you do that right yeah, right I, I see your point i definitely see your point yeah and and you know i think it's cool that the coach has a, a past with the father that's neat and i'm wondering who the woman is next to dad because she's stunning, but um, and then they do it again. They show the, the 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 image, and then they zoom in on the image to make sure the reader knows damn well that Dad's wearing a bracelet. Right. It's right. just too much. I, I I think it it's uh it's the trademark of a very very young writer. Dad would not have done this. Don't you think though that panel serves two purposes though? It it shows the bracelet for sure, but it, it also shows us yes Lucas Lucas Caravaggio. Yeah. So yes, but who that... is who who is most likely looking at the bracelet? Yes, but you don't know at this point exactly about yeah. the what happens next, which is good. It it looks like it could maybe be her brother or maybe be um, a. A relative of some kind you don't know that that's someone else right it's blatant about the bracelet and it it bugs me it it, it could have been handled 
uh, a lot more subtly, I think. It's things like that. Like if, if, if there's a surprise built into the story, why would you not take every step possible to protect that surprise? Right, yeah. Give the no, reader, I you know, I, it's the same, my same problem with, with um, crime fiction. Give the reader every nugget they need to discern who done it, but don't do it in such an obvious way. Make them work for it, right? Make them take on the guise of the de- detective and actually have to go through the motions, the steps necessary to find out who done it. And if it's a surprise, you know, you're a great writer. You've, you've, you've scooped, you're, you, you've stumped your readers. But I think this should be the same more along the lines, right? You don't know that the bracelet's going to do what it eventually does with the whole boing popping out thing. But the fact that she says, oh, is that a key? Like it, it's, it's like searching mm-hmm. for someone you know that's in a closet and say, I don't think anybody's here. You know what I mean? This is, it's, it's mm-hmm. the, like they, they've just they've tipped their hand. Now, this may be impossible to remember because it was eight years ago. But do you remember these issues as being problematic to you when you first read it? Oh, no. Or only now that you're looking at it at more critical. No, I case. knew right off the bat. Yeah, because I don't remember, frankly, any of these issues when I first read it because I was so engrossed by the story. Yeah. But I'm not – so far, your nitpicks haven't been anything that upon hearing you say them, I, I disagree with. But I, I would be lying if I said I noticed any of them so far that as I was rereading it. If you set up a mystery like the Anywhere Key – and then you have a bracelet that, oh, is that a key? It's pretty obvious that that's the Anywhere key. I, I knew it back in the day. I mean, they, 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 they basically said so mm-hmm. on this page. Dad hid the key so well, no one would ever find it. But this track coach knows that she's wearing a key on her wrist. If a track coach knows, why can't, <laughs> dunk, you know what I mean? Why can't? The, the the people that want to get this key know they're obviously smarter than her I, in the grand scheme of things I think Lesser is a much more intelligent character than Coach Whedon right? Lesser is more? Lesser is more he's more intelligent no I just I, I really don't like this interaction I don't think it was necessary at least as fleshed out as they made it right well maybe you won't hate the next book of the month now now Lesser uh <laughs> Lesser escapes from Dick. the juvenile detention center. I don't. Know. Yes, he does. Yes, he definitely he uses escapes. Yeah, he escapes in a nasty way. Yeah, he freaking st- stabs the guards guard in the eye. And then when he's when he's and freaking the neck. out and the I, neck, yeah, and then yeah, takes, he, takes his gun and then I don't think he stabbed the the guard as much as wanting to get out of the detention center as he did for having a fantasy football team. I think that was why he killed him. The fact that he, he got out was just <laughs> like second. Yeah. But what's cool is that in it pretty much one fell swoop, he uses he, he he uses the mirror to see that the guard is approaching, and then he had taken the scissors apart to use them as two separate blades. Yeah. Stabs the guard, the guard reacts and 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 the the action pushes him backwards so his key card flies out and then sam is able to grab that pretty much in midair without having to fumble 
for it have it fall to the ground so he can get himself out of the yep. out of the cage uh yeah and, the, and and of course one 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 poor lowly bystander or witness has to be tended to as well i think the language is very realistic in this book yeah if if someone was coming after you with a gun in a situation <laughs> like this you wouldn't say oh geez oh no oh, no have this this guy's like, oh, fuck me, no, God, you know, fuck, fuck, no, no. And it's just, that's what would happen. That's what you would say. That would be the first word out of my mouth, right? It's entirely realistic. I, I, I love the coloring in this issue, especially at the uh, at track practice. Um, I just, I really like the pages with Kinsey. The, the, uh, All of the coloring is muted in this book. Especially, yes, and, and not... Not all the time, but yeah, no, it 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 is. It it is muted. It's it's and it's almost like there's an eternal fog sometimes going there, on. There's gray in everything. Yeah. yeah. Um but the the like you said with the language, you know, there's the not only is Jackie once she sees Kinsey's being is quicker, um she just lets out a balls and then and then an exasperated fuck which is not meant to be um insulting it was just one of those it because fuck is a great word to use for just about any interaction and and it's <laughs> it's it you know, jackie's just like though no, that, that that wasn't that wasn't directed towards you it was just it, it, it's more you know maybe towards a um me but it it's that was a, like been said with the whole handshake thing that that, that was a great interaction and then we get back to um life at home and even though this is kinsey's story she's watching tyler do busy work get it out of his system stay active and 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 not let let his mind stay focused on anything but while that's happening while she's talking about what tyler's doing all the work around the house just to keep himself active um we actually see that tyler is still obviously wrestling with demons so even though he might be putting down pavers and taking care of the walkway he's um he's he's just envisioning sam on the ground bloodied and beaten with the same stone that that tyler is about to put down as um as part of the walk so it's it's i i think as we had with with the first two issues even though the spotlight might be on one of the children you're not just it's not just through through their eyes it's not just what they're going through day to day we still get a glimpse of what the other siblings are dealing with and and it just yeah. it it brings it, it makes it better connected i guess yeah. it's just it, it more cohesive i it didn't it didn't feel like a splintered spotlight issue it's still part of a larger whole yeah i'm gonna put my dap hat on for a second uh-oh mm-hmm. You don't Some need that's happening. No, you don't need cement for pavers. <laughs> Maybe it's sand there, but then he's got the trowel. I know. You're right. You don't. You're if right. You, if you put them in right, you don't need cement. But whatever. I mean, maybe he wants to make sure that these think, fucking pavers are never going to move again. <laughs> the problem with that, though, is, is because they're in Massachusetts and it gets cold, Once it, the, 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 it, can, it can expand. You're, oh. you're absolutely right. If okay. you do it right. But but with a with a trowel, 
Really? That's right. No, I'm saying no, no. You don't. You wouldn't need it if you put them in right. That's great. We we have we have pavers at work that they were putting down and 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 they were using, you know, the whole the mortar and the cement and everything. And it's like it's it's but it's going to expand in the winter. And, yes, and, and it's going to crack. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're absolutely right. If, but if he is just, a kid. He is a kid, and maybe he doesn't know any better. It's I don't job know. security. If 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 this gets screwed up, he's going to have to redo it, and this yeah. way he can't go back out there again. Right. But uh, that's, again, just a tiny little nit. Um, and more yeah. more duplicated panels to great effect. I, I, I like it. Yeah, with the exception of her 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 um her expression, obviously Bodie acting the way he is, but the background, the door, everything else is still the same. Her body is pretty much the same except for her expression. But you're right. Yeah. It's uh, and then yeah, and then and then when he's he's dead on the ground, except for when she leaves the room and then comes back and um it was the whole why is he typing dude relax <laughs> can we not have your undivided attention he's I'm got a multi- note about the goddamn next issue if you must be so critical okay multitasker but again it's very much worth noting that rodriguez is very adept at expressions Mm-hmm. His eyes are amazing. Oh, just massive, massive eyes. Right. But whose eyes are the biggest in the entire series? Bodie's. And? Kinsey's. Nope. What are you going to say, Sam? Lesser's eyes. Yeah, Lesser's eyes are huge. Lesser's eyes are big, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I guess they are. You're right, yeah. He he draws Lesser to look like Smeagol, though. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, my precious right? is. Well, that's great, though. That's perfect, because yeah, he wants he it. I wants yeah. it. Because <laughs> in the fourth issue, Terrible. it's pretty much told from the perspective of Lesser. Yes, yes. And let's get into it. And man, that. you know, if we didn't know that this story was going to keep it real before this issue, um, when we see Bodhi having a dream of his dead <laughs> dad talking to him, and then the kid's holding a, tra- a tractor trailer in his hand, and then the next scene and the next page is a tractor trailer running down the road and driver's getting a, a blowjob. <laughs> and he 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 he, he climaxes. <laughs> and then we see Mr. Precious Smeagol Lesser in the next panel wiping his mouth. Guy's gotta That's do what a guy's gotta do. Yeah. And the dude's like, Dan, you could teach a fucking seminar. I'd like to enroll my wife in the dudes like lessers like that. That might be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But <laughs> I kind of like that scene a lot. Oh, I, that's what I'm saying. It's raw. It, it's, it's, it is. It's raw. It's dirty. That the, I mean, the, we, we've already seen graphic violence illustrated, mm-hmm. so this really shouldn't be that much of a surprise. But it still was jarring. I remember being taken aback by that page when I first read the series. Clearly, that clearly um, Joe Hill is not uh, not a very big fan of uh, of truck drivers. <laughs> it's well, I, playing, playing into the stereotype. Yeah, I don't know if it's that. I mean, that does. Why have... does he always walk away from the mic when we do the show? Oh, oh my God! I put the wine bottle down. I never, <laughs> I never quote walk <laughs> away. Make generalizations. It's what I do. Uh, yeah. Um, 
where was I going? Oh, th- that that happens very frequently with truck drivers. I mean, that's not a. I'm. It's a cliche because it happens, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I'll it's take your word for it, but cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't drive a truck, but I know people well, who do. Okay, so then how? Uh, how do you know that it's not right? If you don't, I know people I mean, who do. Like top eating donuts. I mean, you don't receive. So I have talking. I have talked to to many um, people who drive trucks who either said that they would or have or have seen their friends in the business have have done that or. Yes, it's it's fairly common. All righty, all right. That's all I'm going to say. Um, mm. But it's not so. It, it, it is an extreme um, sequence, but not so much when you see what follows it, with the way uh, Lesser's raised and his parents who really don't give a damn, and his father who beats the ever living shit out of him, and the jocks that made. Or tried to make them sniff their their athletic supporters, and it it just like the kid was abused on all fronts, verbally by his mother, physically by his father. Uh, the kids in school were none too kind to him. So I mean, nature or nurture, right? He, he could have been a very smart asset to society, but because of the way things turned out, where he had parents who really didn't give a damn. And treated him like human waste, and uh, was uh, compounded by the people in school who didn't understand him and treated him like human waste. The only person who actually talks to him like a a a, a friend is is Grub, and Grub's a scumbag. So scumbags, yeah. you know, they must detect other scumbags. But uh, Rendell's pretty straight with him. He's like, you know yeah. what, dude, you're a smart kid, but. I got concerns about your emotional well-being. There's something, there's just not right about. Like I think it took. I, I like how direct Rendell is. Um, and for the record, the best cover in the series is on issue number four with the Wellhouse. I think that is by far the best cover. Yes. No. I like it. I like yeah. it. But um, while uh, la- um. Lesser is is having his little uh, dialogue with Rendell. He's in his office within the uh, the school, the the Gaines Academy, and he looks at a uh, uh, an illustration that Duncan did of the Wellhouse, and he he fixates on the the barred window, and within the window we see a character pop up. And and this character says, "Help me." And Lesser, oh, and it's—I mean, you could say it's Dodge because we know it's Dodge by this point, right? And but Lesser is totally captivated to the point where he just blows off everything else. Like uh, Rendell says, "You know, I really can't write a red letter of recommendation for you because I don't think you're all there." And Lesser's okay, whatever. All right, so he's captivated. He he loses all sense of place yeah. and time. He's pulled out. Um. And that's when she's got him. So from this moment on, this is what drives the murder of Rendell. The fact that she reaches out to Lesser and says, help me. And then he learns about 
the Anywhere key. He knows that Rendell knows where it is, and that's why Rendell's killed, because he would not give up the information of where the Anywhere key is and the black key. So initially, in issue one, you think it's just a, uh, an aggravated assault perpetrated by a, an unhinged individual, but by issue four, you realize that, all right, there's another reason why he did it. It's it's great layered storytelling. It's just wonderful. Hello. I do agree. The um must be looking at his roster. Dude, what are you stop? The- <laughs> what are you talking about? The the um I didn't catch it initially. It was um it was my read through with the um I'll just jotting down a couple of notes that I realized that uh the Duncan's illustration was talking to um mm-hmm. because not only does does she write help me in the air when uh when you get a full blown view of it, she's gone from the window and underneath the well house it says uh listen to echoes and um it's, you know, obviously with the ghost and and with with Bodie talking to Dodge being in the well, uh, there are definitely aspects of the supernatural in the story. Had that not been introduced, then were were we to just see Sam looking at this drawing, um, then I just would assume that he is quite mentally unhinged and this is all in his mind but strange things are afoot so it, it's it's legit scary and and uh and actually happening but then you know and, and then they're outside sam and and um and tyler where the conversation that was mentioned earlier about the whole um not quite a perfect murder or throw mama from the train. Cause there was no, the only deal was, you know, just you take care of your dad, you can take care of mine as well. And the, um, which is when I read the first issue, I initially thought that, uh, they had joking that not seriously, but made that pact that, you know, you take care of mine, I'll take care of yours. But Tyler ain't having none of that. Um, well, in, Lesser's mind, it is a pact. No, it is. It yeah, totally in Sam's is, mind, it's it was, not. But but it wasn't a a um. It wasn't a tit for tat situation, right? So that's what the whole perfect murder was about. Is that you know, listen, I'll right, right. we're each other's alibis and blah blah blah. But the uh, the, the whole conversation is just it's it's Sam fishing for information and um, and it's just a. He just seems so. He's just hanging back. He's just he's he's leaned back. He's he's you know, Tyler's he's all relaxed, right? Yeah, he is super chill. He's which just is like, scary because he's talking about murder, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and it's I mean, just, he's he's a full on sociopath, right? So yeah, yeah. it's it, it, that that's well been established, and uh, and Tyler's just being a kid. 
Like, my dad's a douchebag. Everything has a fucking moral. Everything is a lesson. Like, what the fuck? And Sam's just like, you know, basically says, like, I can take care of him for you. Yep. That's scary. If your kids are like that, Vince, but I mean, I have chastised my kids many times because they say stupid stuff like that. Me too. Not necessarily about us, but they'll be like, oh, like... Colin and Jackson all the time each other like I hope you die or you know yeah like, no yeah. no every day not every day head, but, you know and it's like yeah 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 like, like don't don't say that and my like, son actually went it. as far as to say something about a teacher you know like oh, man, oh right yeah, like yeah, I'd love yeah. to kill her and I'm like dude you cannot say that that's yeah. that's just wrong think about the words you're saying the things that are coming out of your mouth I interpret them as you just being an idiot. And and saying you know you're you're driven by emotion, but other people are not going to interpret it that way, especially in this climate. They're going to pick it up and and run with it and say, "Hey, you got a problem. You cannot say shit like that." Right. And uh, no, it's it's just scary because yeah, my son's a douchebag. He is. <laughs> I love him, but he's a douchebag, and he would never act on. Teen- it. He's a teenage son- boy. I mean, that's- yes, but I mean, the way things are now. It's like no, yeah, no, yeah. We don't. Yeah, we don't how, get the, how, how do you yeah. differentiate between douchebag and sociopath? I know it's you know, yeah. it's hard, but yeah. kids um, say do not have it easy versus the way we had it. But, oh yeah. Um, but that but one so, thing so, I want to so, I want to note: um, oh, Rend- Rendell is not uh, a fan of the arts because when he says his brother Duncan made a painting, mm-hmm. it's definitely not a painting. No, it is not. Yeah, but. So Rendell, I mean, I, I I hope that was planned as a little bit of 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 an added little character bonus for mm-hmm. Rendell that he's just like you know he got this thing from his brother and because it's from his brother he has it on his wall and because it's part of their past but it's not a painting like he he doesn't he doesn't uh, love art doesn't, enough to differentiate the fact that well, it's he an illustration he he doesn't he doesn't correct Sam when Sam asked who paints who painted this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, you know, it's, that's it. But the guy also looks like he cuts his own hair with a Floby. So I don't know how much we had a Floby. Uh, no shit. We did. It hurt. Did. It hurt. Well, let's get the mullet done. Yeah. But Jason ruined this book for me. I did. Yes. By calling him Smeagol. Now I can't see anything else. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, Smeagol, Smeagol kills the truck driver because he knows too much. Yep. And where's his hat? And then hops on a bus to Ohio, or a bus in Ohio. Um, and uh, and then dude kills everybody on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> starts driving it. Including a mother and child. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, right. that, that child right. is younger than a year. Yep. And doesn't think twice about it. She she picks up on the fact that, you know, something may be up with this guy. It looks like one of the guys that I've seen on the news. And she's telling the bus driver about it. Cold, calculated, just pulls the gun out, kills everybody on the bus. Like, oh, man. And then he puts the bus driver's uniform on to drive the bus. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. just fucking cold. And then a little bit more of the on-the-nose dialogue. That uh, you set the tone for taking issue with. I, I didn't really take issue with it at the time, but it is there now that I'm looking at it. Um, we're back at Keystone, and we have an all black panel, and you hear someone say "in here" with question mark, and then uh, the other person says, "Yeah, let me the lock," and then you see the click, 
and then open the door, and it's a wine cellar. And then she, uh, Kinsey's like with her uncle, they're carrying crates of wine into a wine cellar, and she's like, "Nice place for a medieval torture chamber," which again is is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know that. There's no reason to know that if you're just reading this as a six issue mm-hmm. story. But but it is foreshadowing because, in fact, it is a medieval torture chamber, as it turns out, <laughs> that part of Keystone. So. And clear, I mean, clear, clearly that's there on purpose. That's not right. Like it reads as just an offhand remark of a teen. Yeah. Being like, oh, this place is nasty, but right. Well, I mean, son of Stephen King, he's going to, mm-hmm. ha- he's going to have this story planned out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. If he, if he had learned nothing from daddy, he, he, he come on, daddy's arguably the most famous writer. Yeah. Which is again, though, speaking of foreshadowing, it, it lends it, Part of my probably biggest problem with it, with 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 this story, which what is it? I want to hear. We got we got to wait for the last issue. Okay. Um, no, you'll 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 hear it because it's my thing. But it's it's the the whole um the the exchange aside from Kinsey and and Duncan bringing the wine in and and she as far as offhanded remarks go um with all the wine that they're bringing in plus all the wine that's already there um very sarcastically says that you know good thing grandma sent more cuz uh-huh. otherwise we'd be down to our last 300 bottles and and um and mom will probably go through this in about a month which Duncan says you know before he can kind of have a more adult conversation with his niece um, about any of mom's apparent issues. Um, Bodie walks in and cause he's got a, he's got a joke to talk about that, to ask about that. He, he's obsessed with the knock. Ask Tyler earlier uh, and more of it's stat panels, but it's a, um, yeah, but they're drawn so well. Oh, they really are. It, it yeah. is. It's it reading this. And seeing the panels here, and then I read a, a comic book that came out, I think, this week. And there were more than a few stat panels that I wasn't real thrilled with seeing. It It's nice. It's This was very well done. It's, it, it's not so much that it's reserved or subdued. I, they're apparent. They're there. But they they totally serve the purpose of the story it's it's i mean the whole reason for stat panels is the same reason why you know there there are gutters between panels it's 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 to denote a passage of time and 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 the beats for a story and they totally they totally work here because bodie's like you know telling the knock knock joke and he's got his hands at the end like ta-da and and it's just and then you you just see duncan and kinsey like Speechless. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And then, and, and, and all you see is, is again, just the expression changes because whereas Duncan was amused, then all of a sudden he just kind of gets stern and tight lipped and, and, and even Kinsey's smiling. And then all of a sudden she's just like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. But <laughs> you're just a dweeb. <laughs> Seriously. Like a little brother. But it, it's a, um, it was, a really it wasn't as good as the third issue it was a really good issue and and as we're leaving the uh the wine cellar 
or the medieval torture chamber, we get another close up on a um on the key mm-hmm. to get into the room. Um before going back to the bus, which flashbacks within flashbacks. Actually, no, because it's it, on the bus is, is current time, present time. Um, but we get a flashback to Sam thinking about instead of Sam just showing up and killing the family, killing killing Rendell. We 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 actually find out why Sam was there, what he was asking for, um, and that it wasn't just Rendell. Rendell wasn't being defiant in the sense that it may have appeared in, in the first issue where, you know, he was defending his family. Uh, he was, he, he was not mocking Sam, but he was, he, he was defying him, but he wasn't, it was, we find out it was more than just what you may have guessed the, the way the exchange may have gone down in the first yeah. issue. Um, Randall gives him a big fuck you, though. Oh, it totally does. He does. He, he, there's a gun in the guy's face, and he's like, you know what? Even if I did know what you were talking about, I wouldn't tell you. So the next move is up to you. You can shoot me. You can not shoot me. I don't give a shit. And he does. He shoots him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But uh, before we move on, I think it would be cool if we can sum up the kids in one word. Okay. I think Bodie is innocent. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can add or embellish as you see fit. Okay. Tyler's guilt. And Kinsey's reticence. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike any of them. I'm trying to think if, um, and I, and I know how wrong it is to sum up a person in a single word, but this is a work of fiction and a, a work of uh, creative fiction. So it sometimes helps if you can get to the, 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 the gleaming nugget of what makes these characters tick. Bodie's definitely innocence. I agree. Okay. Could you, Find another word that better sums up Tyler than guilt. Anger. I was yeah. I see Kinsey as the heart and and Bodie as the soul. Okay. And Ty, Tyler's the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. But but not not the same kind of emotion as Kinsey, where Kinsey's this. No. She she's a very loving person, but she won't yeah. let herself be. Because of what happened, where Tyler's just this raw fuck you emotion, where he just right. hates everything. He hates. The, I feel like the, Kinsey's distant, but for but she's distant, but she distances and she distances herself from emotions. She has them, but she doesn't. No, that's al- right. That's fair. she doesn't allow them to, to to bubble to the surface because that's it, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's self. It's it's self inflicted. Um, distance yeah i'd say out of all of them the mother is the least fleshed out that is that's she she is a stereotype and she continues to be i think throughout the series she's the she's the she's the most or i should say she's the least defined i I think she's just a 
her descent into the bottle makes her hard to root for and hard to really care about. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah, not it's, it's, necessarily fair because she probably has every right to, given what she's been through, to descend into the bottle for some time. But because of what's going on around her and what's in particular happening to her kids, um, I, I don't think I don't think they intended for her to be. But she does not come off as as a uh, not a whole lot. You're, you're sympathetic for right. Not, not a whole lot of sympathy there. And, and right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there could have been, though. There absolutely could have been. And, and there are times where, as, as I'm reading later into the series, into these six issues, that it's almost like it, it's, I don't know why she was still around. Aside from the takeout grubs, there was really, there wasn't much she added to the story. Um, aside from just popping up from time to time saying, hey, kiddo, uh, how was school? And then, right. you know, then she disappears into the bottle again. And, you know, to be fair, uh, I think it's safe to say that none of us have been defiled in a manner that Nina was defiled, right? Uh, when something like that happens to a human being, it kind of yeah, it it it, it breaks mm-hmm. them. Yeah, you know, yeah. it it just shatters everything. And there's, and there's no one size fits all. What happened to one person doesn't mean that that's the same reaction. So, so yes, you're right, absolutely right. 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 Yes, and but no, she she could have been a very strong person, and it seems. When the dialogues between her and Rendell are going on and, you know, they were totally captivated with each other. They loved each other very much. And then this this grub comes in and just breaks her. Um, and she musters the 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 courage and the will to, to, to end him, as she should have, would have done the very same thing. But from that moment onward, it seems like she's just a shell, like Jason said. You know that that could be a very apt portrayal of what what happens to a portion or percentage of of women who have endured the same thing that she has. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but she, of all the characters, Nina seems to take a step backwards, where the other ones step forward and become different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. I, I, I'm I'm trying not to intermix again what happens in later arcs. With it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, oh, hold on, I got I got to do my fantasy line real quick. There you go, <laughs> my man. Love you so much, you Dick. I know, but you 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 make up things. I, I'm not. I haven't. I do my fantasy it. Lineups. It's all part of the shtick, oh. isn't it? Oh. It's how we now, do. Talk about stat panels, right? The next, I, and you know what? I have to admit, I'm I'm a gigantic hypocrite because the first oh. instance that I see a stat panel in a Marvel or DC book, I'm like, You're oh right. man, I'm out. This sucks. It happens in this. I'm like, okay, it's 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 elegant. It's not. It's not <laughs> elegant. We get uh, six stat six. Well, it's twelve panels, but it's it's stats of two panels, left and right panels, done six times with different shading. Yep. Yes. Yes. So thanks, but it's de- I mean, it's definitely a stat panel with just different coloring. Yeah, and there's stat panels in every issue. So I, I presume in this case, G- G- Gabriel really did Photoshop the panels six times and then let photos finish it off, right, with the different shadings, I assume? Well, um, if photos is good, he did it once. I mean, it, it it's – and there's just enough – 
between obviously Bodhi's facial expressions, uh, basically just an, a furrow of an eyebrow because his mouth is pretty much the same, but the and the lightning it, bug exactly find a difference in these, you know find a difference between these two photos. It's it's the lightning bug in the in the jar. Yep, and then the fl- I mean the flash of the camera. Right. I don't understand the significance of the lightning bug. I think that that was one of those. That was that was that a MacGuffin? That was just something for for Kinsey to do outside so she could get uh, beat by uh, Sam. Okay. Did you hear that? My stomach. I is did. Like, yeah, I don't that know was what, your stomach, right? You yeah. Some more grape. I'm running out of grape. Mm. I need. I need to get more. I don't like hearing that. I know. Uh, I'm. I'm thinking of doing the the wine of the month club. Do you get how many right. bottles? Do you get? It depends what what club you do. Oh, you can get one every week. No, well, no. I'm no, saying they're different. They're different clubs. Certain club you could do different. You could do. I don't know if you could do two, but you can. You could do four. You could do twelve. You can maybe do twenty four. Ooh, nice. Well, it depends. Moving on. Magnums. Oh damn. What? I like the magnums. magnums. You do like the magnums, just like your condoms. Yeah, (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I so wish. Did you see that they're talking about making smaller condoms? Oh, really? Finally. Finally. Where were they they when I was in high school? You mean from normal people? (laughs) That's what they're saying. They're saying that. uh, that condoms are are uh, are um are too big for some people. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have experience with that, so I don't know. All right, issue five, my brothers. Um, Lesser finally arrives at at uh, Key House, but um, not after uh, more bloodshed and and um, debauchery. He he uh, sets the bus on fire. And gets a, <laughs> but he's while the while the fisherman is is just you know trying to light his and uncle Uncle Ben's chilling the <laughs> serious fish and, no the Gordon's fisherman and he no, actually it's Stan he's 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 like it's but Stan you just Lee. see you see the bus in the background and then you see a flash <sighs> and then it's on fire while while Sam is walking down the dock of the bay yeah casually just yes. <laughs> <laughs> And all of a sudden, he just shows up right next to the dude. Zero concern for human life. Zero. It's Zero. it's it's actually scary. Very scary. So I, he, I must say it. Um, the way that it's drawn, there's absolutely no way that that Lester could have just gotten on that boat without dude noticing. Like, oh you, yeah, like you have to be like, can you give me a hand? Like, yeah. like he's like the boat is drifting away from the dock. I mean, homeboy would either had to have made a running leap onto the boat. Or been given a hand to to step into the boat, right? But either way, the point is, he gets on the boat and he's like, "You sub homie, what you know about that <laughs> island over there?" <laughs> hey, look at my gun. It's at your face. Uh, and, and we and, see stat panels galore. Oh, oh yes, my. yes, yes. But the payoff is the 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 rampant use of stat panels is culminated in one of the most disturbing panels in the entire six issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is freaky AF. It is yep. right. Dodge climbing out of the with of the do- well. Dodge emerging from the well. Yeah. Um, sexy woman. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, very no sexy, doubt. very sexy woman. Um, uh, 
the whole thing with the uh the the lightning bug is just weird it's just strange to me <sighs> it it, it I, I because i don't understand the purpose of it hmm. that's what kids do man i'm i'm looking for some kind of like conceptual angle that a lightning bug could represent and, and I, I i can't find it there, first there of all the lot. lightning bugs are during uh, the lightning buck is most effective at night when it when the right. light that it produces can actually be seen this is in the day no or, it's, it's well okay on the, it's on the verge of on the verge right dusk yes. so you still can't see the lightning the, the light from the lightning bug so they're just bugs at this point Right? They're always bugs. But they li- well, no, I, yeah. I, get, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, but I think between between the, the the dude on the boat trying to light his cigarette and then Bodie with the flashlight and the lightning bugs and then Homie's finally gets the lighter working while he's uh, dead. It's weird. Which I was kind of expecting maybe the boat to catch on fire. To blow up it, or something, it, yeah. Right. But but that's after that. After he finally lights the lighter, um, <laughs> that's and the and the close up of the flashlight when 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 Dodge gets her hands on on Bodie. It's I as the issue started, I thought fire or flame or something was going to play a part in the story. Just like you know, you like to say. You show a gun, you better see right. it by the final scene. So it's, it, but no, there was, you know, there there was no burning of anywhere in the house. Um, but there, there just, is a hook with the flashlight, though, because Bodhi drops the flashlight and it's front and center, yes. big, almost the biggest thing in that panel, and yep. then Kinsey is beaten. Is beaten with a flashlight. With yeah. a flashlight. Yeah. So that because yeah. she's going out to look for lightning bugs for her brother. Right. I mean, the flashlight makes sense, but the the I mean, maybe the lightning bugs weren't meant to make sense in the story. Maybe there's not a conceptual hook for them. There doesn't really have to be, I guess. I I did look for on the interwebs for any indication of that. There's not. I found I found nothing. Ah, okay. Which is not to say there isn't, but in no interviews or anything did did they ever confess to there being a reason for it. Dodge got some back. She does. She got a big old yeah. booty. Yeah. Now, see if <laughs> if Bodie was a little older, she, <laughs> she, no, she could have captured his attention in different ways. But oh, because sure. because he's so young, all of her feminine wiles are totally lost on him. He just looks at her as a lady, right? There's there's nothing propelling him to serve her other than the fact that she's his friend. Whereas if it was Tyler, I think the interaction would have been totally different between these two. She'd be like, I suck your dick right off. Yeah, but Tyler uh. would have been a lot more, um, he would have been a lot more guarded. Yeah. After what had happened. And just as earlier in the, in the series where she was explaining the whole idea of the keys and the doors, she keeps, keeps it real here. She's, she's, you know, talking to him. She needs him still. Mm-hmm. So even though it's creepy and you worry, oh, is she going to capture him? She she needs him, so she's just talking to him, and she, um, you know, she explains that. Uh, well, number one, she says she always keeps her promises, which we'll, we'll find out if that's true. But um, uh, no, she, yeah, I know. Um, 
but but she can't she can't leave the the well room. At least not not right now. She's an echo of her former self, as she explains. Uh, there's that word again, echo. And so she needs the 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 oft referenced anywhere key. And uh, little man's like, I can't find it. And then she makes a, another important point, which which is pervasive throughout the rest of of the. The series, which is that um, you, you, no key can stay lost forever. They, they want to be found. Yep. So, um, and that's an important point. All lost items want to be found. Except for socks. <laughs> and yes. IPhone char- and iPhone chargers. <laughs> <laughs> which are the socks of the Millennium. <laughs> yes, the new Millennium socks. You are so smart. I love you. And then it's I true. love the part where she, she breaks it off to him because the kid's kind of struggling with all this stuff. He's like, I don't know. Because yeah. he knows. He's not a dumb kid. He knows that she's not No, right. he's not she a dumb right. kid. And she says, my names are Legion. In a place called Once Upon a Time, your daddy would have done anything to make me happy. And before tonight is over, you're going to feel the same way. Yeah, I can see that. With yeah. a wink. Yeah. But the fact that he does get the Anywhere key and give it to her. That renders him not as intelligent as I thought he was. He's a little boy, though. Exactly. Right. I, I think that's. I guess I would just nitpick on that. I think he is very intelligent. I think he's also a little boy, so he doesn't. He lacks wisdom. Right. He lacks perspective. Yep. And like you said, he's innocent. He knows she's not right. He knows something's amiss, but he, he doesn't. Even with the tragedy he's dealt with, he doesn't understand the cruelties of the world. Or the potential horrors that that can happen, and there is some irony to that because he's he's a guy that just that, that's already pretty much seen or at least heard his father killed brutally and his mother raped. So, yep. But uh, Lesser makes his way to 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 to, to Keyhouse and he beats the shit out of Kinsey. Mm, now, did you think? Now, again, reading it this time didn't have this because I already read it. But first time, did you think he killed her? I did. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah, I do too. And then, uh, and then we cut away to back to the wine cellar where mom has got her drank on. Nina's, Nina's drunk. <laughs> like Vince after a Magnum. And, uh, <laughs> the wine. And her bro, who I think is drunk too, although it's not quite clear. And he's like telling her, "Yo, you need help. You know, you 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 drink it too much." It's, it's a I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's drunk because he's he he's trying to man up and tell her that that she's got a problem. But which mm-hmm. is why he, he's whispering it. And then she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, Don. What, what'd you say?" And he's like, "I I think you're gonna need help." And then, but she doesn't she doesn't realize that he's talking about health wise. Just you know, help finding another bottle is what he thinks. And then he's like, "It was just fucking." Just, just, just grow some nuts and and yep. Which was weird. To, I know grow some balls, but uh, he he's now kicking himself for for not um, being able to help her the way he would like to help her, or, or make sure she gets help. When and so he he walks into the into the cellar to help her find the wine, and that's when um, the and that that. That freaked me out because Sam carries Kinsey's body, hears something going on 
downstairs through the cellar door, puts Kinsey down, walks down the stairs, sees Duncan listening to mom, goes into the room, Sam closes the door, locks the door, then goes back upstairs and drags Kinsey downstairs. He didn't want to make a noise. No, I know that, but I mean, and obviously, yeah, it's easier for him, but I mean, he's like, she's not going anywhere, so I'm just going to drop her down here, and then instead of picking her up and walking down, she's like, just fuck it, I'll just just drag it on the steps. Why not? He doesn't value human life. Well, we know that. Yeah. But uh, Homeboy's eyes are far too close together. (laughs) In in that one panel where he's like, uh, hello, and you see him in the background with his eyes uh, flashing, they're, they're way too close together. But whatever. Um, Can we give a shout out too to um, the sound effects? Oh yes, I think Rodriguez does a great job with the sound effects. Uh, there was, I think, in the first issue, the fight in the dark. It it looked like Homeboy was trying every single font from Blambot. Is like, I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm using them all, and and every sound effect that every, and for the most part, they all worked. The the, the big bold balloon letters or jagged or i mean it, it it worked depending on on the sound he was going for but um i i am a big fan of the of all the sound effects looking different colored different just just giving a different sense or a different feel of of, of what you're supposed to evoke and um the same kind of standard looking sound effect would not have um at at times because of the art and because of the coloring and because of how everything else looks they may have felt a little out of place but in the grand scheme of things the uh the sound effects totally work for me me too he could um, he could use the click for the turning of the key but he says he used chick. Right. Yep. It, it, it worked. And the, the the dot on the eye is gigantic. <laughs> it is. And, and I love it. And as, as any manipulator will do, uh, shit's going down and Bodhi is all sorts of tormented about what he should do. And she's like, I mean, he knows that she's bad news, but she essentially convinces him, hey, you got to go get the anywhere key so I can go free because I'm the only one that can stop Lesser from killing your mom and your brother. And again, as an adult, you're like, what? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right? Like, you'd be like, wait, well, aren't you responsible for this? But but as a kid, right, you could see how he'd just be like, oh, oh, oh wow, okay, well, I guess I, I got to do it then because I don't want my mom to die. So it rang true to me. I mean, in as much as a story about a ghost trying to get a kid to do something is true but but i i i do i think a kid could be manipulated that way because you're you're preying on his his fear and his uh tendency to take things at face value absolutely yep and then the uh jar with the lightning bug falls off the the ledge and breaks and as she's telling bodie to go go now, fly away, Shh, the lightning bug flies away. So if if that's the combination of the 
the reason for the lightning bug being, I guess it's it's a neat little... But it isn't, because if you look at the cover of the sixth issue... Right. It's right there again. It is. It is. And it's with the Anywhere key. And the bracelet. And the bracelet. And a puddle of blood. Yeah. And Dodge's reflection. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So let's get into the sixth issue. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Yes, the culmination. Uh, Lesser has um, Tyler on the ropes, gun to his head. Kinsey's out of it, and and he's still trying to get that key. You know, tell me where the Anywhere key is, or I'm going to kill your kids one by one. And that's when Bodhi uses his newfound powers to turn into a ghost. And he keeps... uh, I, I... I guess when you're a ghost and you wish, you set your mind to something, you you will the location of something, you will automatically be transported to that location. He keeps looking for the Anywhere key, and and Kinsey keeps popping up. And he's like, what? Mm. This is wrong. She doesn't have the Anywhere key. What's the Anywhere key? And then he sees the bracelet. So he, uh, he physically... He stops being a ghost because you can't transport anything when you're a ghost. He physically takes the bracelet and brings it back to Dodge. Meanwhile, um, Mom tries to set up a little snafu for Tyler to get the jump on, on Lesser. And she's like, yeah, I know where the key is. It's in my nightstand drawer. <laughs> and we all know that in the nightstand drawer is Mom's gun with a clip. Of ammo. And uh, Lesser's not stupid. He knows that something's up. She gave up the information too easily. He's like, you know what? Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, you don't know this, my, my brother, but the gun that was held to your head didn't have any bullets in it. But now, thankfully, you have not only given me a gun, but a full clip. You dumbass. Uh, but while he's monologuing in James Bond fashion, uh, Tyler <laughs> James Bond villain fashion, yeah, right, right, right. yeah, Tyler Tyler runs away and uh, tries to get outside and and be the hero to alert the cop down by the gate, but he doesn't quite make it, and um, it turns out that the door that he opened to go alert the cop, he turned the key which set the tumblers in motion, turned the knob. That is the very same door that Bodhi uses to turn into a ghost. So when Tyler exits the scene, he turns back, as Bodhi did in issue uh, one, and sees his corporeal form on the floor, lifeless. He's looking at the events unfolding before him, and that, I think, is the turning point in this thing. He not only realizes that, holy shit, I'm a ghost, look what's going on, but that Bodhi was right all along. Hmm. It, it it stops becoming a, a childish mm-hmm. notion and it becomes mm-hmm. real to him. Sure. You know? Um, so Bodhi gives the bracelet to, to Dodge and she's like, yeah, watch what this thing does. And she just does a little 
flick of the fingers and the key pops out of the uh the bracelet with a, and with a one, tang yeah once she has the key she's like fuck it she, she she takes the bracelet and throws it down the well and she's like hey see you buddy thanks a lot for your help this is you dumbass call me yeah and then he's like you promised yeah well that doesn't really matter i guess nah son and, and um she goes somewhere else and um when she does so, she emerges like the uh, the seminal wardrobe of Narnia. She she emerges from Kinsey's closet, and she's not a woman anymore. She doesn't like the way she looks. She's a man, or at least resembles a man. She yeah. she, she shifts genders. Yeah, it and, looks like from, from the well house, she goes into Kinsey's room, and then from Kinsey's room, I'm guessing, into Tyler's. Mm-hmm. A little cool little product placement there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kinsey has a poster on her on her uh, closet door of 30 Days a Night. No, that's, that's Tyler's. That's what? That's Tyler's room, because you got the barbells yeah, down here, right, right. got the, the 49ers, the 49ers cheerleaders. Poster, the cheerleader, yeah. Oh, the Bob Marley is Kinsey's. It's Kinsey's. Yeah, 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 so Tyler's 30 Days and Night. But published by IDW. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is this. I don't think we mentioned that, did we? We did not. No. Slacker. Yeah. So uh, what else happens here? Well, while Dodge is getting out of dodge they we get back to um tyler and and realizing that he's dead uh and that sam killed him although not really but yes and then uh wild mom and uncle are still trying to get out of um get out of the cellar the wine cellar um wondering what happened hopefully Realizing that, you know, everything went okay, but they've been gone too long. And, and her sending Tyler up to her room where she's got the gun um, obviously didn't go according to plan. But um, Sam's still here, and, and he's going to chat up a storm for a little bit. Um, brought Tyler's body down to the wine cellar uh, to brag a bit. And... That's when Tyler realizes that, um, remembers the conversations that he had or that the stories that Bodhi used to tell him about being a ghost. Um, so Tyler comes back to life and fights Sam and it's not so one-sided this time like it was, uh, at the beginning of the story. But uh, basically, Kinsey comes to his rescue. Kinsey comes to, uh, finds the gun that uh, Sam had dropped during the fight with Tyler. Uh, so she kind of saves the day more or less. Sam gets clipped a couple of times. He gets hit in the leg. Gets hit in the um, in in the uh, well in the neck initially. Um, so before he bleeds out, he finds Dodge and. Uh, Dodge, I guess, kind of, sort of, keeps his promise somewhat, maybe. 
Yeah, you wonder two. if it's almost inadvertent, but uh, it probably isn't, right? And uh, it, it's he. I don't know if I mean Dodge is like you know. Listen, you, you, you did your best. You, you did everything you could. I, I don't know if if Sam wasn't in this shape that um, that Dodge wouldn't still try to kill him to 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 bring him to to let him go to a better place, knowing that uh, going through that door would make him a ghost because uh, he doesn't he doesn't completely kill him it, it almost like it, it looks like he wants to kind of break his neck um and i guess no i guess he does break his neck he does he's, he's not yeah. Yeah, he's not moving he's, he's not dead he's just he's 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 it didn't kill him but he did break his neck and then uh and then tosses him outside where he does die for reals um yeah, no, I had a feeling. I have a feeling this was Dodge's plan all along. Even if, even if Sam wasn't uh, on death's door, Dodge would have still done what he'd done. Um, but it's a it's a neat emergence of Dodge because previously to this, we've seen Dodge in black and with the ghostly pallor. But when the character shows up here, he's in red. Which is the color of blood, which is blood is the life. So I like it. it, it's a nice little, nice little visual mm-hmm. turn or conceptual spin, I guess you can say, that um, w- the character is not what it once was. Now it's something, um, it's, in, it's in the realm of the living now. Right. One thing I can't remember because, again, it's rereading it, is when I first read it, did I, I couldn't remember if I made the connection that Dodge equaled Lucas equals the boy that like, because in retrospect, you know that it's the same person because they look the same, but you, but I don't remember if the first time I read it, if I connected that the woman in the well was in fact, uh, Lucas. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I can't say, I don't remember. Yeah. It's pretty blatant, um, though. Rereading no, it. you 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 realize it. I think um, after Dodge leaves the house, because after and the same little I I, I want to read further because I want to find out what the hell's in his little his little satchel uh, his mm-hmm. little his little cachet here. Um, <laughs> but he well because he's got it he's got it wrapped around his shoulder here. No cachet. And when he was. But he was a woman. It was uh, purse of holding. Yes, it's a bag of never ending. The uh, so he he gets rid of Sam. Uh, our detective, Make, yeah, makes Sam a ghost. Turns, yes, exactly. Well, he, yeah, he makes Sam a ghost. He leaves. Dodge leaves the house, only to show up at Coach Whedon's place, and when that's when he says that uh, you know. Um, you're going to let me in because I killed your mother for you. So this is something that definitely um, is an obvious pattern, but the connection there uh, between her being in the, in, in the play with Kinsey's dad and Lucas eyeballing the bracelet in the photo and, and she leaning on Lucas, um, 
for Lucas to return here, it it even though Rodriguez can draw people to look similarly in in some cases, uh, for the most part, since it's a it's a family, so there are going to be some resemblances there. It it wasn't um it I guess it was it 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 was. It was obvious. It was. It was something that it, it was. It was apparent, I guess, to me. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but why does Whedon have a robot on her nightstand? Oh, a little. Uh, yeah, that that that. Um, not quite Robotech or or. Um, no, the the. There's there's the aspect- Gundam. It's not yeah, a Gundam. It's not a Gundam. No, it's not, but it's... The, it's the, well, I mean, it's... The aspects of it I look like... I know it's like, not an actual Gundam, but I'm saying it's 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 a Gundam-like robot. It's, yeah, but it looks like an amalgamation of, of what we know to be the Shogun Warriors. Like, I can pick yeah, it like apart. Yeah. yeah. I can pick it apart, but whatever. Um, why is that on her nightstand? Because she's a nerd? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But we don't get any indication of that in any of the previous issues. No, but she obviously has a son. She's a single woman. She's maybe it plays into that. She's got a picture of her mom on her nightstand. I mean, okay. it's like I don't know. She I don't got, think it ever comes into play anywhere. Also, she got is some. That, is, she got some jism on her on her robe. Whoa. It looks like she got the jism on her robe, but it's Whoa, not. Dude. But I'm just. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's that, that's a weird pattern. It is because a weird pattern. I don't. I. I yeah, I mean, I, I zoomed in, so yeah, I'm. I'm guessing that that does look like a woman. Um, Maybe that's because, her lover. Her well, that's the thing. I mean, it's 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 when she answers the door, she says, "If this is a joke, and my boy gets woke up, I, that that's why I thought maybe, maybe it was her son. I don't know who, because this is the last we see of her in this series, in this ish, in this story." Um, her son's a so potato. I have no idea who her boy is. Her son's what? A potato. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So after that, the, the detectives are looking around the house. Cops are taking everybody's statements. Um, Born at night, right? We're we're actually now we're in daybreak. No, the detective. Oh, but yes, 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 yes. Nice catch. Born at uh, night, and the. Yeah, it looks like um, when the detective is asking Duncan to let him out to see where Sam Sam's body is, uh, Duncan obviously turns the key the right way. Uh, but you see Tyler in the background. They let him hold up, but obviously they walk outside. Sam's body isn't around. Uh, maybe he tried to drag himself back to shore. Uh, Tyler and, and mom have a, have a short moment together. And as they walk away and you see the detective and Duncan in the background, um, uh, you see the ghostly visage of Sam look at all sorts of sad because as if he, the ring has now been thrown down into Mount doom and, and he's just falling into the lava. But the, <laughs> That that right there is where 
what could have been a perfect story end. My problem with this is that it went on three pages too long. Huh. Because the I, I completely get it. You know, Hill had a grand plan. This is where he's, you know, it's 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 an over arcing story. There, there there are more books that there's more stories to tell about Key House. But if for for like that true horror aspect or or to, to, to let your mind tell the rest of the story or, or, or figure out where it's going. If it had ended there with Sam, it would have been the end of Sam's story. As far as I'm concerned with these six issues would have been the end of Sam's story and whatever happened with Dodge and Whedon, you know, that that's one of those things where you could leave it open-ended where if they want to revisit it, that's great. But because we get to Lovecraft two weeks later, we see Kinsey and Bodie and then we see Tyler show up with his new buddy, Zach, who's going to school there. And then that just lets you know that there are more stories to tell. So you have the hook and, and there it is. It's going to continue. So you're going to get more and you should be excited about that. And that's a great thing. But as far as a, a, a story that I could consume and it's nice and tight and done, I would, I wouldn't be upset if Sam's ghost was the last thing we see. And that's the end of the story. But because it continues, it, it, it takes just a little something. It, it, it knocks it down a star for me just, and, and that, that's, that's not, it doesn't mean the story absolutely sucked. It's just as, as I'm looking at it as a whole and, and, and taking everything about, you know, welcome to Lovecraft and, and this particular story with what Sam did to this family and brought them here if it ended where where I would have liked it to end, I love it hundred percent, five stars, no problem. But it just it 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 lost a little something with with adding that to the end of the story. Hmm. I mean, I'm not with you, but I, no, I, I don't not, have I, I don't have I don't have an issue with it. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I hear what you're saying. I'm trying to picture what the story would be like without those last three pages. Interesting. Well, it's nice that Tyler has abandoned the A's hat. Which, With the fishing gear? Yeah, which to me says that old life that's gone. Yes. I'm I'm a new dude. Well I think I think they all have because I well, can't see with the hair. Hair. Um I mean, Bodhi's still Bodhi, but it, it's he. It, although Bodhi's probably the only one who is leery of Zach, um, because he notices something familiar about him. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, yeah, and and then see, I guess we're of two minds with this these last three pages because if it just ended with Lesser's ghost being all forlorn and stuff in the window or in the doorway. I'd be like, what? That's the end? Really? Because, I mean, at the time, I don't think we knew that this was the first arc of a, 
huge story. Well, I don't know about huge, but I mean, the last page to be continued in Head Games coming in at, at the end of the year. And at the end of the, the third, but if if it was just ended with Lesser's Ghost, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it ended on that page, there there's no indication that it continues because it's not the end right, of the story. Right, which is which is what I... Right, that that's... that. That just goes back to the whole, you know, storytelling like like his dad. It's it's like it's if, if it ended with Lesser and, and and the ghost and and mom and Tyler walking back into the house, that then that's just you know net net now the family just has to move on and and yeah. The, but the, Lesser's the, not the big bad though. No, I I know that, but we also don't see once Dodge shows up at Whedon's house. Then that's you know, that's what I'm saying. That that that's the part of, of the horror story where you just let your. It's like you know the the old lady goes back home and and she's thinking she's going to feed her cat, but you know the the demon ate the cat. She's about to go feed the demon, but you don't know what's going to happen to anybody now because the movie's over. That, that's just the kind of thing where it's that 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 part of a horror story where you don't. Other characters are. Their their stories aren't completely told or resolved and you get to just wherever your mind wants to take those characters. I, I get that Dodge is more important than what than later on and, and, and then what just we see here. Mm-hmm. I, I I get that Lock and Key was a you know, it, it went on beyond this for, for however many many years, however many different stories. Um but you you realize at the end of the issue that the story is going to continue and 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 that's fine and, and it's not like joe hill was like okay well the numbers came back after the third issue and and everybody's loving this book so we're gonna we're gonna keep telling it i'll just tack on a couple extra pages at the end of the sixth issue where that could have been the end of the story if nobody was buying it and it's where i could just tell my six six just like every writer has their out for their for their long arc and it's like well if i don't get to write all 48 issues of this comic and I have to stop at 12, I'm still going to get to my ending. You know, that that's all. It, it just it reminded me of the, the green arrow, black canary wedding special where that was a great one shot until they fucked up and added a couple of pages where it's like psych. They didn't really get married. And, and it just, it killed the entire issue for me. But this was, um, if we just got the resolution we got at the end of the issue, with, with Sam's ghost, I would have been fine. I, I get that other people would have been like, but we still have to find out about these other characters. And, and I want more of that. And we get more of that, that obviously, but for me as, as a complete story for these six issues, that's, but I, I completely understand being in the minority there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he was deemed or seemingly deemed insignificant by the writers because we're just left with his little forlorn face looking at Mm -hmm. us. It's like, yeah, you're just a stepping stone. You're not even part of the larger tapestry. He, I mean, he he is, but he he got the ball rolling, but yeah. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of thing, it's, it's really Dodge. That's the, the threat and Mm -hmm. always was the threat. Lester was just a means to an end at, at huge cost, but I like the fact that they just left him in this first arc. They just left him hanging. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And I think Dodge removed the body to keep him a ghost. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, because you know, well, ghost is also, or, or or even just that the body's dead now. So right, right. But yeah, either one. And little Bodie finds the head key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Showing once again the keys are are dying to be found. They reach out because dude's fishing in the water. I mean, the key is it either got thrown there. I mean, right? You would have thought by now the current would have taken it, would have gotten buried under sediment. No. Well, this is this is the um, I think this is just the little the little pond or the moat that doesn't really go out to the yeah. That's true. So there's probably a bunch of crap in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's tons of crap. Tons of crap. No, I like that the the series ends with Bodie, which which oh, totally yeah, which Jason says you know the heart. Um, that's pretty significant. And then we get a picture of what is to come with all the different keys. It's a neat series. I love it so much. <laughs> No, I do. I mean, I think it only gets better from here. It, which that's is what I was saying. Say this wasn't great. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It does get better. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we almost had a TV show of it. Yeah. To mention went as far as producing a pilot. Really? What happened with that? Kurtzman and uh, Orsi uh, did it. Spielberg was involved. Um, it got greenlit for the pilot, and then uh, just didn't get picked up. So the pilot has been created. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was shown at San Diego years ago. Hmm. If it's out there, oh, there you go. I'm just looking at that. The pilot was screened at uh, 2011 San Diego Comic Con. Hmm. I will have it. Oh, and and lo and behold, apparently it, it's it's been picked up. This year by Hulu. Wow. And Hulu has ordered a pilot. So, so maybe it will see the light of day after all. Still have it, yeah. Yeah. Put it right next to your global frequency pilot. Mm. That horrible pilot. So kudos to our Book of the Month voters. Yes. It was nice to revisit this. It Quite was. enjoyable. But we do what? have uh, a new Book of the Month upcoming, and that... What are the choices? We do. We do. Ah, our November book of the month. Hopefully Ooh. not in December this month. Yes. Um, we we should be able to record that uh, since the 30th is a Thursday and Ooh. also the last day of the month. We should be able to finagle it for that week. Um, uh, if not Tuesday, depending on how many episodes we do this month. In any case, our November be heading back to five. Yeah, no, our November. We'll say book of the month. Your eleven choices are Annihilation, the um, the pretty rad Marvel event that brought us the Guardians of the Galaxy, the version that uh, pretty much no one loved these days. Uh, however, keep in mind, if you do not have these six issues of this miniseries, it is 
part of the Annihilation Omnibus or, or Annihilation Book 3, because Books 1 and 2 include the prologue miniseries leading up to the event. Uh, continuing on, we have Astro City, Life in the Big City, Batman Venom, Doctor Strange, The Oath, Exiles, Volume 1, Down the Rabbit Hole, the first four issues. Who put what? Who put that in there? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The heart and soul of the the city. Oh! (laughs) The uh, (laughs) Identity Crisis. Oh, yeah. I mean, the DC Comics. There we go. That would be fun to revisit. Uh, JLA, Earth 2. Oh, stop. Don't hate I don't hate. Well, you hated this one. Uh, <laughs> Sin City, a dame to kill for. Look at that. Superman, Red Sun. What up, son? Thor, Volume 1, which... <laughs> volume 1, which starts with Thor number 337, which is the first issue... Of Walt Simonson's run, this volume contains the first nine issues of said run. Uh, so it's not JMS. It's not. If you can find the visionaries, I'm sure some of the issues are in there. But it's Thor Volume 1 and X-Men, the new Teen Titans crossover. Love that so much. It is so good. So there are your 11. Love the Thor. Uh, voting ends... Poll closes on November 10th. You have a week and a day. Well, by the time you hear this, you'll have a week. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Time uh, next Friday, November 10th. So uh, then by that weekend, we'll be able to get the books if we need them and uh, have them read before the end of the month. So get cracking. Get voting. Vote early. Vote often. Yeah. Can they vote often? They can change their votes, but yes, no, they can only vote for one item. Okay. They can, they can change it they can to their heart's change content. It. Yes. But still, voting often means only voting for one thing. Yes, you can come back and vote for something else and then vote for your, your first pick again. You can do that often if you want. but <laughs> Or come back next month and vote for that, too. That you can vote often. You can vote 12 times a year. It's like when you're waiting for an elevator and you see the person press the button. <laughs> you just think that they're such an id that, that they must have done something wrong, so you press the button too. I hate that. The whole way in. I hate that. And you're like, my dude, you just saw me press the button. Seriously. Nah. I got it. It ain't going to get pressed any more than it's already pressed. Right? It's not going to double up the speed of the descent right. as it was pressed twice. And kudos to our patrons because we already have 57 votes Woot! 59 you just put it up i put it up this afternoon oh wait let me refresh let me hit notice this let me 59 i know hold on hold on i got to see what's in number one you really want to know i'm looking oh, okay i got the patron on my machine here yeah you do hey look at that cover uh, number one. Oh, you sh- Oh, thank. Wait, what? Oh, yes. Good. <laughs> you right? Think. In, in the lead is Thor Volume One, with twenty-two percent of the votes. 
Bringing up the rear is Superman Red Sun with 17%. Bringing up the rear? I'm... <laughs> Bringing up the rear means who's losing. Yeah, who's last. Uh, yeah, um, Identity Crisis has 12%. Wood, wood. And for some weird reason, oh, X-Men Teen Titans has 12%. And there's 7% of the people voted for Exiles. I'm never going to figure that out. Dude, that is a great series. Okay. And it's pertinent right now because why the gifted is on Fox and Blink is one of the stars. Ah, so was Warpath. That's fun. So is Sage <laughs> and, and Polaris, Polaris. <laughs> and then some rando dude who doesn't really is, come cab- from the is Cable in it. No, saving it for Space Week. Good show. Oh my oh. god, you're so wrong. Guess he didn't get up to that part in last week's episode. Hey, everybody. We would like to thank you for participating in this book of the month. If you did, we would also like to thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can get everything we talk about on this here show at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. If they don't have it, their sister company, InStockTrades.com, does. But uh, DCBService.com, get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your damn door for a fraction of the cover price. Now, this is traditionally our In Your Travels. And I have a doozy. (laughs) What are you laughing at? You're cute. I have a doozy this week. You should get that looked at. It's it's a bit ironic that... um, Isn't that ironic? Right. Alanis, that a a character created by two of the greatest American comic book creators of all time, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, who epitomizes uh, the American way, and he even has American in in the name in his name, fighting American, could be uh, revitalized by a British comic company and British comic creators. This is called Fighting American Number One, written by Gordon Rennie, illustrated by Duke Mighton, color art by Tracy Bailey, and it's published by Titan Comics. Hmm. Yeah. Now if you know your history, Fighting American didn't last all that long. I think uh, Simon and Kirby created um, maybe eight issues of content. It's less than 200 pages of Fighting American. Uh, Rob Liefeld, an awesome, took a stab at it. DC took a stab at it. I was going to say, when you when you put that on Slack that you read this, I thought you were talking about the Liefeld. No. no. <laughs> um, DC even did a, a series. But um, this... Issue of Fighting American by Titan Comics picks up supposedly where where the Simon and Kirby lets off. Um, it's a bit of there's time travel involved. Uh, Fighting American in uh, 1955 is uh, trying to chase down an air duel. 
a, uh, a fifth columnist by the name of Poison Ivan, who uh, lives and breathes the proletariat. He, he loves Mother Russia, hates the capitalist scum, hates everything American, um, and he's, he is trying to amass converts to his cause. Uh, Fighting American and the ever-present sidekicks uh, Speed Boy are chasing Poison Ivan through time. They're catapulted through time from 1955 to 2017. Uh, Professor Twister and his no-account nephew Gregory accompany Fighting American and Speed Boy to the future. But they got to leave because there's... um, instabilities with the the temporal field it's a macguffin there's there's just some bs going on with with the time field so the professor and his nephew gotta leave but before they go they give fighting american a wristband that can track poison ivan by the temporal energies he's he that are that are uh enveloping him and um that's not the only thing Professor Twister goes back to the past, but he plants things that can help fighting American in the future. He says, here, go to this um, locker. I'm going to leave stuff that can help you out. But it's, it's very much in the vein of the original Captain America stuff, where Steve Rogers was frozen in ice, Finds himself in a strange, strange world. Um, here, Fighting American and Speed Boy, they are dumped into Times Square. And anybody who knows or has visited Times Square knows that um, the advertising is king. It's all Times Square is about is advertising. And um, Fighting American and Speed Boy, they're going after Poison Ivan and Speed Boy just stops and looks up and sees a scantily clad woman in an advertisement. And Fighting American says, hey, young man, we don't have time to ogle scantily dressed women. We have to get Poison Ivan. And at the very same time, Poison Ivan is trying to commandeer a taxi. And and he has a dialogue with the taxi cab driver. And he says, what do you mean? No armed fifth columnists in your cab. What kind of lackey of the capitalist running dogs are you? (laughs) And that's basically sums up the whole issue. It's uh, Fighting American and Speed Boy aghast at current 2017 uh, society and uh, Poison Ivan just being so befuddled by the, the reach of capitalism. And the, the taint of, of disgusting. There's a, a group of cosplayers that Fighting American comes into contact with. One's dressed as the Hulk, the other one Dr. Doom, and one is Thor. Um, but during this whole interaction, Poison Ivan is, is uh, contacting a, a costumed female whom, at least as far as this first issue goes, we, we don't know the identity of her. And um, she breaks in on the scene and throws a time bomb at Fighting American. And uh, he pleasantly and politely asks the uh, Thor lookalike to borrow his hammer, and he bats 
the bomb up into the upper atmosphere and it blows up. And um, so it, it's fairly lighthearted for most of the issue, except um, the last three pages turn very, very dark. Fighting American and Speedboy go to the the uh, the locker where they're supposed to get the stuff that Professor um, Twister left for them, and in in an envelope are a bunch of photographs, and there are there are photographs of a of a costumed villain called Chaos Lad, and he says hello. He's holding up signs like Bob Dylan. Um, uh, hello, I'm Chaos Lad. You don't know me. And there's another photograph. Perhaps you recognize your friend, Professor Twister. And it shows Professor Twister tied to a chair. And he says, Say hello to the Fighting American and Speed Boy, Professor, so far away in 2017. Are you watching carefully? Good. And he proceeds to stab the shit out of Professor Twister. He kills him. And in, in, in one of the next photographs, Chaos Lad is all bloody. And he says, I enjoyed that. I hope you did too. Oh, in case you didn't, haven't worked it out yet, now no one will bring you back and you're trapped in the future forever. And while he goes to this locker to retrieve these items, um, one of the people in charge noticed that he was involved in this skirmish in, in Times Square, and they alert the authorities. In the very last panel, there's a SWAT team surrounding fight, Fighting American Speedboy, and Speedboy says, Oh boy, that's not good at all, is it? I absolutely adored this issue. It sounds like it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely it, does. It is amazing. It's, mm. it's Simon and Kirby. Um, it's an homage to Simon and Kirby. They take the the joy and the, the 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 you know the patriotism that is fighting American, they insert it into the present, you know the the whole man at a time thing where they would be totally before. Like there's one part, um, they're they're running atop cars in Times Square, and um, Poison Ivan and his goons don't think twice about opening fire in a in a crowded road or street. And the bullets are just whizzing by, and Speedboy takes the time to look, and he's like, "Whoa, look how small these cars are! People must be a lot smaller in the future." You know, like they're they're totally just befuddled at the current state of things, like the the advertising and the way people dress and the way people, the 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 size of cars and homes and everything is not like they thought it was, and and it's fairly lighthearted. No, it is lighthearted until the very end where it takes a really darker Alan Moore type turn and there's there's some really nasty bloodshed in the end and it's just I can't wait to see where this series is going. And it's an it's an ongoing, not a miniseries. Um the Dodsons did uh the cover of the first issue. Um Alt Barthazar Balthazar did the cover. There's a, a Simon and Kirby cover an action figure cover done by Blair Shedd. I'm so glad I got this in single issues. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I've pre-ordered um, the next, what, four or five issues? I'm in for the duration. I just thought it was wonderful. So uh, Fighting American, number one, by Titan Comics. If you're a fan of uh, Kirby and, and Simon's brief stint, 
on this character or any of the iterations that happened after. Um, it's a bit of an anomaly because uh, from what I've, I gleaned from my, my readings, Fighting American is one of the few characters that Simon and Kirby outright own. And uh, on the uh, the title page of this, they go as far as to thank the Simons and the sur- the surviving Simons and the Kirbys for allowing them to uh, to use this character. So I'm guessing that the Simon and Kirby estate own Fighting American, which is nice. It is, yeah. And uh, much as I love Liefeld, you can overlook the awesome stuff that he did. It's just, it's it's not good. It's well, make sure you say that awesome is the studio. Awesome is the studio. Because it makes yes. it sound like, you know, look over, don't bother with his awesome stuff. because Right, just, awesome studio, the, the actual comic stuff is not so awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strange, and I love it because it's strange, but it's just not, it's not fighting American. Mm. Yeah, but this is cool. Check it out. I was very, very pleasantly surprised how how good it was. Well, the, you know what? I could almost, almost, word for word, just regurgitate what you just said for my In Your Travels. Really? What was that? Because this, too, is a Simon and Kirby creation. What? <laughs> this, is. too, also has America in the hero's title. But, but I shouldn't be too surprised because your creative team is Mark Wade and Chris Somney and Matthew Wilson on colors. This is Captain America number 695, kicking off Marvel Legacy, the new creative team on this new Captain America title. And I basically said online that this was like a breath of fresh air. It was... Considering everything that's been going on in the Captain America titles for the past few years, um, the Remender stuff, as fun and zany as that was, uh, put things in a different direction, and and that was good for a while. And then uh, Nick Spencer did his thing, and it was what it was, and I didn't stick around for the entirety of it. but this was a this was a nice return to what I like for my Captain America comics. This, obviously, this isn't Mark Wade's first go around no. with Cap. He was there um, a long time ago, and then he was taken off the book because heroes got to be reborn. So they tried to make nice and brought him back Blackfield. for when the hero returned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe Jason will have a Liefeld story for his in your travels too. I but hope we uh, we gotta have a <laughs> connection. Um, but you know, <laughs> Wade has written Avengers. He's been writing Champions, and 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 I I I generally like Mark Wade's work, and this was um, this was really no exception. This was um, the, the Somni's art is, I mean. Is it's really really good. I, I I'm not going to go 
too far. We we all know what Somni can do. We all know Chris did great work on on Black Widow. He did phenomenal work on Daredevil. Um, this is a little looser in some spots. It's it's not as 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 tight as Chris can be, but it still tells a story. It it starts off with a um with a quick little recap, one page origin story more or less which is uh actually in two panels he goes from his 98 pound weakling to um his uh winners do drugs self and then you have the the um he and bucky in action and then cap being thrown from the um from the plane into the water and then uh we see cap as a giant ice cube so we Cut to Captain America in action, going up against um, a uh, a a faction known as Rampart, um, and they're basically attacking a um, a a a police station which happened to have a classroom a class field trip going on at the same time, so kids are in danger and and these guys are just shooting everything so captain america is just there to save the day and, and he's he's um he's going to do everything he can do to make sure everybody's safe and and he does his thing and and life is good um but it's a little weird because this apparently is captain america shortly after he was thawed out because the teacher um, really has no idea who this dude basically wearing the American flag is. And uh, she says, you know, you saved all of our lives. You know, what's your name? Can you at least tell us that? And he says, ask your grandparents. They might know. Take care now. And then he hops on his motorcycle and rides away. That was 10 years ago. Ten years later, Captain America comes back to Nebraska to where, where there's the uh, the the 10th annual Captain America celebration. And uh, the story of that afternoon has kind of grown. Um, people are aware, know who Captain America is now. There are uh, there's one dude, there's one hot dog vendor who's basically like a flat earther. He um, he says that. Uh, he he wants to um he's talking to Steve not knowing that Steve Rogers is Captain America but he um but Steve mentions that you know oh well you know Captain America after he came out of the ice and the vendor's like oh you so you're an icer and he goes you know you believe that stuff about the avengers finding him frozen and Steve is like yeah i guess i guess you know that that story might seem a little far fetched uh so this guy just thinks that the Avengers saw that the Avengers basically just brought back, resurrected the Captain America name, put someone else in the costume. So this way um, they could just still use the name without because who, who would survive in ice? And it, it was it was a pretty interesting. It was a funny conversation. But um, the Rampart returns and is about to lay waste to everybody at this little um this little celebration but before that there's a uh, there's some nice stories from some people who come up onto a stage and tell different stories about um 
what Captain America means to them, and if he, you know, how he saved their lives in the past, because you have people traveling from all over the country coming to this um, celebration. Um, but it gets interrupted by Rampart. Captain America does his thing, and we're it. It, it was a nice done on one story for me. Like I said, it was one of those things where after after some some of the dark or depressing Marvel stories, especially the Captain America corner. Um, this was, it, it may not have been a perfect comic, but it was definitely something that I, I was glad to have read. It's by a couple of dudes who, who whose work I enjoy uh, with a character that I like when done right. And, and this kind of um, hit those notes for me. So I'm, I'm, if this is a sign of things to come for the character with, by these guys, then then I'll um I'll be reading it for a little while at least. Nice. Um, in your travels, in a few weeks, you can pick up the latest work from Mr. Gabriel Rodriguez, who is helming. Uh, he's writing and drawing a creator-owned book called Sword of Ages. Uh, First issue hits the stands by IDW on November 22nd, which I believe is the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Ordered it. Or actually, I guess that would be Thanksgiving, wouldn't it? No, it's the Wednesday. Sorry, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. There we go. That makes more sense. Um, Yeah, it's – I'm surprised you ordered it, Vince, because you you just – you loathe all things Athorian legend. I don't. I know. But this is a take on the Arthurian legend. Uh, it is a female in the lead, and it is a female in the lead on an alien planet. So it is a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a different take than what we've seen many times before. Listeners that have been around a while know I am a sucker for Arthurian legend, so this was a no-brainer for me. Um, and if you're looking for something to read that's on the shelves right now, I would call to your attention. Uh, a book by um, a man who we have praised many times in the last few years for his work as the artistic partner to Mr. Rick Remender on Deadly Class, Wes Craig. And Wes is um, picking up the writing pencil again and uh, scripting a new creator-owned book called The Gravedigger's Union. And some of you may know that title because Wes has put out two volumes of his own creator-owned work in anthology form um, called Black Hand Comics. We've discussed the volumes on the show before. And one of the short stories in those books was, uh, or featured, the Gravediggers Union. And he liked the character so much that he thought that there was a room to turn that into a new series uh, at Image. And so the first issue hit the stands this week, and it's uh, written by Wes. It's uh, first five pages, and the cover are drawn by Wes. The remainder of the first issue, pages 6 through 30, as well as the uh, subsequent issues that will be coming, uh, is drawn by Mr. Toby Cypress, uh, with Nico Guardia on colors and Jared Fletcher on letters and design. Um, Gravediggers Union is a pretty cool concept. It's 
it's set in the near future, um, and the world is going to hell in a handbasket, quite literally. There are all measure of beasties cropping up all over the world, ranging from um, vampires to zombies to ghosts to uh, giant demonic storms. Um, and the Grave Diggers Union are a group of combatants, essentially, who are tasked with ridding the world of these evils, essentially like a supernatural police force. And we pick up at a time when uh, I, I guess we're led to believe that, that, that normally the Union can handle things because uh, a threat crops up every so often. But where we find ourselves now is they're being overwhelmed because the threats are cropping up uh, with great frequency to the point where they, they, the Gravediggers Union can no longer keep up. Uh, and uh, they're trying to get to the bottom of it. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great idea, and I have to say that, that Toby, uh, someone I've been a fan of for a long time, uh, is a perfect fit for this book. Uh, I, I do think that uh, he's got a very, very stylized look. I think he's described himself as the, I mean, he's a huge Kirby acolyte, but he's, I think he's even said he, he views himself as sort of like the love child between um, Kirby and Mafood. And, and that feels about right. That, that feels like it's an apt description. But, uh, but I thought this first issue was terrific. Uh, the characters are, are hella interesting. Um, they're in a, in a tough spot for sure. And, I can't wait to see how they get out of the uh, debacle that they find themselves in in the first issue. So, uh, once again, that is the Gravediggers Union by Image Comics, uh, the brainchild of uh, Mister West Craig, who uh, can do no wrong in my book. So, I'm glad you were so vague because I, I haven't read it yet. Well, it appears that Audio Hijack has ceased to function. I don't know why. Can't connect to Skype to David or Jason, so I'm just going to bring it on home by myself. Got to get this episode out. Desperate times, desperate measures, right? Come to our Facebook page. We are always having a good time there. Lots of people contributing. Join us and contribute as well. It's a lot of fun. Uh, come to our 11 O'Clock Comics website, 11oClockComics.com, where we're there. Uh, a lot of content, a lot of interviews, mostly from Jason. Um, but there is uh, stuff to chew on there. We're on the Twitters. <clears throat> this is not going to work, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, say goodnight, uh, David. There you go. Um, we love you so much. Sorry for this uh, little glitch in the system, but it happens, and um, i got to get this episode out. So desperate times, desperate measures, and all that. Hope you enjoyed the book of the month. Come back next week where we'll have uh, new stuff for you. Because we love you so much. Go. Get out of here. We'll be back. Bye. Yes. Yeah.